The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Halfway through the week already. Man, it goes by fast. 888-933-93. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, uh, Obama has... This is breaking news. Uh, I'm going to share with you from the Washington Times. Uh, the Obama administration, despite repeatedly assuring Congress that Iran would remain barred from the U.S. financial system, secretly mobilized <clears throat> to give Tehran access to American banks to convert the windfall of cash it received from sanctions relief under the 2015 nuclear deal into dollars. That's uh, according to an investigation report just released by the Senate. A copy of the report obtained by the Times outlines how Obama-era state and Treasury Department officials discreetly issued a license for the conversion to a major Omani bank and successfully pressured two U.S. banks to partake in the transaction, all while misleading lawmakers about the activities. The good thing, though, is that there was no scandal during the Obama administration. There's That's true. They're completely scandal-free, they've reminded us on Mm -hmm. multiple occasions. They didn't do anything wrong. You know what? In fact, as Maureen Dowd said this week, he was too good for us. He was just too good. You know, he was too smart. He was too wonderful. He was too magnetic. He was he, he was so brilliant, so moral. Mm-hmm. We weren't ready for him. Just get you no. Know, so can we go back in time and just do two thousand eight over again and not have him because he's too good for us. He's too good. Just not have him come into office. We wasted that presidency. The document compiled by the uh, Senate's Republican-led Chief Investigative Subcommittee began circulating uh, yesterday, just as the Trump administration issued its harshest warnings to date to foreign governments and companies to avoid doing business with Iran or find themselves in the crosshairs of, uh, you know, retaliation from us. So (laughs) dirty. It's just so great that uh, I'm so grateful that the... Obama administration was so above reproach. Uh, and, and you know what? Maureen Dowd was right. We just, we're not good enough for him. That's not good enough. I mean, the man bent <clears throat> over backwards for this terrorist state yeah, of he Iran. Did. Uh-huh. And how many American hostages did we get returned? Uh, zero. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, let me carry, yeah, zero. You did mm-hmm. the math? I mean. You... Well, let me just, I did carry the one. We bring down two. Hold on. Is it, what about uh, uh, none. What about the metric? Yeah, none. Metric. Do, yeah. do the metric. Uh, there's no way to tell. Okay. <laughs> okay. No way to tell in metrics. It could be a million or it could be negative 5,000. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. So we got that going for us in, in the most amazing uh, presidency in American history. And then you go to this guy who just, I mean, Donald Trump has been ordered. This broke uh, late yesterday. 
he's been ordered by a judge to sit for the the defamation deposition. Mm. While they're all talking about the Mueller thing and and that whole investigation and that he can't be questioned and he can be pardoned and all of those things. Uh, it was ruled by a judge yesterday that he has to sit for a seven-hour deposition sometime between now and January 31st of 2019. And this is a defamation case brought by former Apprentice contestant Summer Zervos. I'm not all that familiar with her, not having watched The Apprentice, but she claims that he sexually harassed her. And uh, President Trump called it fiction. So she sued him. Uh, It's definitely the case to the extent that plaintiff seeks discovery from other women who are not parties to this case, who are not making a claim of defamation, we would take a position that that evidence would not be covered. So they're trying to keep the other women who have also claimed sexual assault by the president out of this particular defamation case because separate anyway. Uh, Zerfos' lawyer, Marianne Wang, indicated she was interested in obtaining information from women who have alleged that the defendant subjected them to unwanted sexual touching or inappropriate conduct. I don't see how that fits in a defamation case. Right. How That's does right. It? That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't. It should be isolated right? to just what he said about her. So, yeah, that should be thrown out, I would think, and disallowed, that you wouldn't allow other women to come in and say, yeah, he harassed me too. Well, that's got nothing to do with whether he defamed this particular woman. Uh, so he's just got so much going on right now. He's just, he's, he's being attacked from, from virtually every angle. And, you know, speaking of all of this sexual harassment, the king of presidential sexual harass, harassers, Bill Clinton, uh, still trying to deal with the meltdown he had on NBC's Today show the other day <laughs> when he got, he just got pissed and he admits it. Uh, he, he has basically said, yeah, I didn't handle that real well. The truth is the hubbub was I got hot under the collar. Hot under the collar. Because of the way the questions were asked and I think what was lost were the two points that I made mm-hmm. that are important to me. Mm-hmm. The suggestion wow. was that I never apologized for what caused all the trouble for me 20 years ago. What's great about this is he's making those weird mm-hmm. mouth noises that old people make now. Uh, what was that were important to me? Uh, was that I, I had to get it out there that I love fat chicks, and that's important to me. <laughs> He's I been hate doing that, that forever, but now it's just worse now they're now. loud. Yeah, it's really loud, <laughs> and it's it's really bad. <laughs> but nobody will mention it, no, except me, probably. So, first point is, <laughs> I did. He did apologize. I meant it then, yeah. I meant mm-hmm. it now. I apologize to my family, okay. to Monica Lewinsky and her family, and to the American people. Before a panel of ministers in the White House, uh-huh. which was widely reported, oh, I was, I did that. I meant it then, and I mean it today. I live with it all the time. The second is 
that I support the Me Too movement, and I think it's long overdue. Oh. I, I support the Me Too movement. I really do. I supported uh, adding more women to the Me Too movement. And I have always tried to support it in the decisions and policies that I've advanced. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so has he indeed supported it in the policies that he's tried to advance? It, here's the interesting thing well, yeah, about Bill Clinton now <laughs> and even Hillary. The media no longer loves them. The media doesn't. Yeah. I think, in fact, they don't like them. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened in the love affair between the Clintons and the media. I guess it was Obama that happened in that love affair. Because ever since Obama, they've been a lot less forgiving with the Clintons. And, you know, they'll push him on things. Like in that interview the other day, they pushed him a little. I mean, he was still given a complete pass from the woman he allegedly raped. And Paula Jones, whom he sexually harassed. And there were witnesses. Uh, so, you know, it, but they don't treat him like, certainly like they do Obama. And the Washington Post did a fact check on the things he said in that interview, which is pretty amazing. So uh, they talk about how he responded like this with the defense that he, that stressed how much he's done for women as a politician. Oh, he's... You know, his policies were such that uh, he really took care of the women and he had an overabundance of women in his administration. So the Washington Post says Clinton later in the interview admitted he had not personally apologized to Lewinsky, the intern with whom he had the affair. He had simply apologized in general. Um, we were amused that Clinton slipped in the phrase quote, for their percentage in the bar, unquote, when he bragged that women were overrepresented in his office when he was attorney general from 77 to 79. So he, women were overrepresented for their percentage in the bar. <laughs> and they point out that's actually a pretty low bar. Uh, between 1918 and 1970, only 164 women ever gained Arkansas law licenses. Only 22% of law licenses were held by women by 1998, two decades after. Now, they, couldn't, they say they couldn't find an exact figure, but you can imagine the percentage would have been far lower in the late 70s. Um, but they go on to, to check into a couple of things. One, you might remember he said he left the White House $16 million in debt. From the Washington Post now. This was a curious claim because in 2014, after Hillary Clinton was criticized for saying the couple was dead broke when they left the White House, the former president had a much lower number. He said, it is factually true that we were several million dollars in debt. <laughs> uh, Clinton spokesman didn't respond to a request to explain the dis discrepancy. Senate financial disclosures show only a, you know, some broad ranges from one million to five million. Uh, but the highest possible assets added up to 1.8 and the lowest possible debts to 2.3 million. So that works out to be in about half a million in debt. Wow, far cry from 16 million. 
So they go through the disclosure of his finances and talk about the fact that he really wasn't as picked on and as put upon as he <laughs> claims to be. And they also mentioned the fact that he had a $1.8 million house. He had two homes. One was $1.7 million. The other was almost $3 million. So they weren't hurting that badly. And they very rapidly made up the money. And he's worth $80 million today. Uh, Hillary had already signed the $8 million book deal by the time they left the White House. And Clinton was hitting the lecture circuit and getting $125,000 per speech. And much more than that in some cases. He'd get two hundred, two fifty. dollars If he traveled a long way or overseas, it was usually half a million to a million dollars. Boy, this is a Democrats of the people, right? Mm, yep. Reminds me of something you got for us later in the show we got here. Absolutely. <laughs> then they talk about his, his uh, bragging about the sexual harassment policy when he was governor in the 80s. This document actually came up in the Paula Jones lawsuit against Clinton for, yes, sexual harassment. <laughs> Uh, in the document, it's listed as just uh, deposition exhibit number five. Um, but in the trial, the Jones lawyer, James Fisher, said, is this a copy of the sexual harassment policy that you signed when you were governor? It is. It is. I signed it in 1987, and I'm fairly sure that I was. We were the first one or one of the very first states to actually have a clearly defined sexual harassment policy. So her lawyer objects, saying uh, that's not responsive, non-responsive, beginning with the words, I'm fairly sure. So his whole statement was nonsense, is what the lawyer was saying. Mm -hmm. So they go on to explain that uh, Clinton was bragging about a state policy that just simply implemented federal guidelines that everybody had to follow. (laughs) Is that amazing? awesome. Uh, Legal Defense and Education Fund listed uh, Arkansas as among the dozen worst places to live for any woman concerned with equal rights under the law. It's also worth recalling the allegations made by Jones that led to her sexual harassment lawsuit. She was working at a state-sponsored conference. A state trooper, in fact, the word is, Bill Clinton sent the state trooper out to find her and bring her back to him because he had his eye on her. So the state trooper did brought her back to Bill Clinton's hotel room. When she arrived, Clinton tried to kiss her and then dropped his pants and underwear and asked her to kiss it. Um, She refused and quickly left the hotel room. Her account was backed up by people who said she told them at the time about the alleged encounter. Pamela Blackard, a state employee sitting at the registration desk with Jones, said she noticed Clinton staring intently at her and witnessed a state trooper asking Jones to go to his hotel room. She recalled that about 10 minutes later, Jones returned shaking. And she told Blackard in detail about Clinton's actions. Blackard at the time told her to tell no one because they'd lose their jobs. So, uh, this guy is lying about his policy. He's lying about... uh, all of the evidence that points to him having completely cleared this up, and he's a big friend to the Me Too movement. Even the Washington Post, one of the most liberal newspapers in the country, mm-hmm. says um, Clinton, in both cases, in everything he said, Bill Clinton skirts close to four Pinocchios, which is the biggest lie they give. They actually wind up giving him three Pinocchios. 
(laughs) He's just not getting the cover that he used to get from these same people. It's pretty interesting. Also, uh, Colbert last night, Stephen Colbert, really kind of put him on the hot seat. We'll share some of that with you coming up in a minute. Uh, But let me tell you about uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. If you're like me and you just don't, you don't like vegetables, uh, when I try to eat them, I actually, my gag reflex kicks in. (laughs) That's how much I don't like vegetables, which is why I'm so glad I found Field of Greens, because now with all of this, all of these organic fruits and vegetables getting into my body, I just feel better. They're prebiotic, probiotic. They boost your immune system. They have antioxidant power. It's just a great product that's going to help you feel better and give you the nutrition you need. You just take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water or a shake or smoothie, whatever you like. It's that easy, and it tastes great. Just go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. They'll get you 10% off an entire month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. 10% off using the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Stephen Colbert had Bill Clinton on because he's trying to do d- damage control because he got really pissed when he was asked about Monica Lewinsky at an interview with uh, the Today Show. And here's the thing. He should have known that was going to come up. How are you getting angry about this? First of all, if you don't want to be asked about it in this environment, when you got the Me Too movement going on, all of this stuff now that people are just all fired up about then don't go on the road to sell your book if you don't want to be asked about things. I mean, he's been really fortunate that nobody has pushed it further because all they're talking about is Monica Lewinsky when they could be delving into Juanita Broderick and Paula Jones and Kathleen Willey and and others. Uh, Jennifer Flowers, the first one we found out about, came out and said that before their actual consensual affair, he was sexually harassing her in the office. (laughs) I mean... He is not the guy to be talking about the Me Too movement. I, the unbelievable gall of him to even bring it up is astounding. But this is a pretty good job. Uh, other than not pushing some of the other women he sexually harassed or even allegedly raped, other than not saying anything about them, Stephen Colbert does a pretty amazing job here. This is hard to do when you've got... The former president of the United States sitting right next to you. And you got to ask him a tough question. Uh, a really tough question that you know he just got pissed off over. And he does a pretty admirable job here. Is that you seem surprised that that question would come up. That there's somehow that this had all been adjudicated in the past and there's no reason to talk about it again. When it seems like the spirit of the Me Too movement is that... Um, it doesn't matter how long ago it happened. Examples of men who were not held accountable for their behavior, especially men in power with younger women or people who worked for them, is 
worthy of being re-adjudicating or adjudicating for the first time, no matter how long ago it happened. And so it seemed tone deaf to me because you, you seemed offended to be asked about this thing when, in right. all due respect, sir, your behavior was the most famous example of a powerful man sexually misbehaving in the workplace of my lifetime. And so it doesn't wow. seem surprising that the question would be asked. Why are you wow. surprised? No, I, the question had been asked. By him? I, no, by other people. In this context. Hmm. The Me Too context. Yes, and I didn't mind at all. Oh, okay. But I didn't like uh -huh. this one because it started with an assertion that basically <laughs> I had never apologized. As if uh -huh. I had never tried to come to grips with it and as if there had been no attempt to hold me accountable, which anybody who lived through that and knew the facts knew wasn't so. Uh, that's a lie. <laughs> but, uh, are you, I mean, that's impressive. Uh -huh. Colbert's oh. question. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was, that was a tough question. You didn't let him off the hot seat at all there. And it wasn't just bringing up in a generic sense, well, you know, back in the night. No, he said, you are the example, the biggest the example of my life. The most famous example of sexual misbehavior in my lifetime. In my lifetime. Wow. That is... That's a statement. Nice job, Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, we do. We're not... I mean, you got to give credit where credit is you. due, and credit is due there. That's good. Yes. Now, he could have pushed it further, uh, but he's, a, you know, he's an obvious progressive who loves these guys. So... The fact that he did, he went that far is amazing to me. Yep. I, I'm not sure what's happening in the media right now, but there's, <laughs> there's a few examples of people actually getting off of the Democrat plantation a little bit and challenging them a little bit. Over on uh, MSNBC, Chris Matthews was on uh, the morning cup of postum with uh, Phil and... and Susie. Susie, yeah. Yeah. You know Susie. And uh, he was talking about Democrats and their elitism, which is pretty shocking. Well, you know, uh, I read the interview the other day. I, I quoted it last night. Uh, this kid, uh, he was a 16-year-old busboy uh, who held Bobby Kennedy's head up when he was shot. Juan. Yeah. Uh, Romero. Yeah. And uh, Juan Romero. And, uh, and he said when Kennedy walked into his room when he was delivering room service, that uh, Kennedy didn't look through him, but he looked at him. And he said, you know, I felt I was 10 feet tall. And you and I knew Tip and Tip O'Neill and people like that. They're real liberals and they're phonies. They're pie in the sky until they're always looking in the middle of the distance. They think they're better than everybody. They went to Yale Law, whatever. And whatever mm -hmm. they got, they claim they're better than anybody. Wow. A true yeah. Democrat, mm -hmm. lowercase d, mm -hmm. thinks they're no better than anybody else. That's what a Democrat is. And when the party regains that with white, black, Hispanic people, everybody, starts to think of themselves as one of them instead of being better than them, they'll get back to the party of the people. And they're not there yet. There's wow. too many elitism. There's so much elitism in the Democratic Party. It's so outrageous. Thank and it you. all comes down to this notion of the meritocracy being entirely academic-based. You don't want to hear about a master plumber being an elite. He is, or she is, but it's all academic, and it's a mm. game they've been playing with themselves, and it's self-saluting. And I'm telling you, the people feel it. Amazing. There's a party going on, and they ain't, they ain't uh, invited to it. Right. And that's a big part right. of this. It's not just economics. I don't buy the whole Marx, this argument, it's all about economics. It's not <laughs> all about economics. It's about sensing that your leaders give a damn about you personally. And uh, when that going on, I, I see some people like that out in the Democratic Party today. Uh, and, yeah. uh, but they got to keep a low profile. you got to stay down. There's too much self-saluting, too many events that seem to be about saluting them, mm -hmm. too many galas. People are tired of it. I'm sick of them.
And by the way, I'm rooting against them. I am, even though I, I may agree with their policies, I think there's a party attitude of elitism, and I think they got to get over it. And it's too much talking to fundraisers. Wow. Because the people they talk to on these kind of shows are really the people they want the money from, and they're the elite. Yeah. And I, I mean, Hillary finally had a Bruce Springsteen concert the last night. How about it? <laughs> a little late in the game? I mean, identify with the people that the blue collar regular people identify with, not the elite entertainers. Just my speech. I think that's incredible. Chris Matthews talking about the elitism in the Democrat Party. So appropriate and so true. Uh, but where has that been? And so late. So late. So late. <laughs> but I'll take it. I mean, that's yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's something we can agree on. Yes, Democrats are elitists. Thank you, uh, Chris Matthews. We can come together on that point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Triple eight, 933.93. And at Pat Unleashed. Uh, breaking news. President Trump uh, just commuted the sentence of Alice Johnson. And I think, I think that's the woman that uh, uh, Kim, what's her face, went to talk to him about last week. Uh, you know, from Kardashian? Uh, yeah, Kim Kardashian went. Uh, I think that, yes, it is. She's the 63-year-old first-time drug offender. First-time offense, and they sentenced her to life in prison in 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 the federal judicial system, which means there's no parole. And uh, President Trump just commuted her sentence. Yep. And she's black. So... Hmm. How are we going to turn that into a racist yeah, I thought uh, he was situation? A racist. Yeah. What is he doing reaching mm, out to minorities? I don't, I don't know. Is he it's, saying they can't take care of themselves? That's going to be, maybe. What a, yeah. I mean, could you talk down to me some more, Mr. President? <laughs> what uh, do you say? I, I can't handle a life sentence? Is that what you're saying? Because she's black, she can't handle a life sentence. Oh, are you okay. saying I can't pardon myself? <laughs> well, wait, no, she can't. I don't even know if he can't. Well, anyway, I see what your point is. Uh, but Yeah, it's wow. going to be difficult to turn into something ugly. <laughs> Uh, and based on what I knew of the, what I knew of the story, it seems like the right thing to do. But I mean, I haven't really done intensive research into it. Now he can focus on the guy with the cash that was going to Serbia, because that's that's uh, just stop it. Yeah, if if you've missed that, the civil asset forfeiture situation on this poor guy who is a an immigrant from Albania. And he was going back to Albania and wanted to buy a retirement home on the Adriatic Sea. He was probably going to wind up, you know, back in his home country. He'd, he'd been here for a while, lived the American dream, earned some money, had a good business, and uh, had a life savings of $58,000. 
which he took out of his bank in cash because he was going to make the down payment on this on the home. Or maybe it paid for the whole home. I don't know. I don't know what uh, homes on the Adriatic Sea cost. But he he counted them into piles of 20,000, 19,000 and 19,100. And then so he had three piles that he put in one envelope, labeled it 58,100, got on a plane and was headed for Albania. And I believe he intended to stay there for 6 months. Well, he got to the airport, and in his carry-on bag, he had the cash, because you certainly wouldn't want to just leave that in your in your baggage, in your luggage, for somebody to go through. And they do. They go through your luggage. Oh, yeah, they do. I've had many uh, little notes from the TSA. Oh, by the way, we went through your bag. Oh, uh, thank you, I, I guess. Anything in there you like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had his carry-on, put it on the machine. It goes through the scanner. And they see the cash. And so they take him into a little office. They strip search him. They take his $58,100 and uh, send him on his way. (laughs) It's like, well, wait. Why are you taking my money from me? The guy barely speaks English, even though he's been here for 10 or 15 years. And, uh, And they just confiscated his cash because you can do that. In America now, apparently, with the civil asset forfeiture law. Because if we suspect there's drug money involved, they can confiscate it right away without charging with anybody with a crime. And that's what they did. Without charging him with a crime, he wasn't arrested, didn't go to jail. Uh, he called his wife and he said, look, they just took my money. And she said, well, go to Albania anyway, and it'll probably be settled by the time you get back. Nope, it wasn't. No. And they, they eventually gave him a note that said, yeah, we took uh, U.S. currency from you. Didn't even say how much. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I, it's really hard to imagine. Absolutely beside myself with the story. Hard to imagine. I mean, this is government. What's the, what's the adjective? I don't even know what to say. Insanity, overreach, oh, overreach abuse. Doesn't go far enough. Beyond anything you could imagine. Abuse, uh, yes. oppression. It's just completely un-American. It's absolutely the opposite of what this country is supposed to stand for. And there should be a massive outcry. And really, I haven't heard a peep out of anybody. 888 Brian in Arkansas. You're on the blaze. Uh, actually, the correct term should be uh, rape of our civil rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I was a uh, soldier coming home from uh, a three-year stint in Arizona. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, right during the market crash and all that stuff. So I started collecting gold and silver coins. And I put them all in my backpack. Uh, You know, I just had surgery on my spine. And uh, the lady at uh, the TSA agent said, what's that? And I said, well, ma'am, to me, that looks like my bag. You go, you know, what's this? And I said, well, those are gold and silver coins. <laughs> well, we're going to have to uh, talk to you about this because we don't. Uh... I said, ma'am, I just got my good conduct medal yesterday. And you're going to question me about this kind of stuff. I said, I know about asset forfeiture. I used to be a police officer. I said, 
holy smokes, look what that guy's trying to sneak through. And she looked that way, and I grabbed my bag and my wheelchair attendant whisked me down the the parkway, Um, you know. So uh, they'll do it to you. You know, it didn't matter whether you're a soldier, whether you're an immigrant, or whether you're, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All they're trying to do is trying to make money somehow, and it's wrong, and it stinks. Yeah, it really does. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Uh, glad you were able to get out of there with your coins. Uh, it's it's it, it, it's it's more than uh, it's more than you can really sum up in a few sentences. It's un-American and it's unconstitutional. I I don't know how this is standing for so long. We've had we've had many instances of this. Uh, we had a we had a couple that was driving through Texas and they had. Seems like $37,000 taken from him. There was the pizza maker in, I thinking, Indiana, that he, he'd take cash to the bank and deposited it in sums of less than $10,000, like $9,500 at a time. And he did that several times. And he did that because if he would have uh, deposited more than $10,000 then they they flag you as a potential terrorist or drug smuggler so he was told that and so he always made sure there was less than 10,000 when he took it to the bank well that made them suspicious and they for, they, they confiscated that money it was everything he had in the world and they took it from him and months and i never heard the i i don't know if we followed up on that but i know we checked a few we checked back with him a few months later, and he still hadn't gotten his $35,000 back. Well, a couple things here. Dennis Hastert, I mean, he was putting in to avoid that $10,000 flag, and they were still busting him. They yeah. were still no. Now, yeah. I mean, if you're doing wrong, that's a different story with Hastert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, they're obviously looking well, and he was below paying, 10000 He was He was paying off uh, blackmail, right? Right. <laughs> from some, was it an affair? If uh, no, I, remember I think it right. was uh, abuse uh, of, oh, of that's a kid, right? right? A boy yeah, when geez. he was, yeah. So, but I mean, they're, my point was they're flagging below 10,000. Yeah. They're just flagging. Yes. But how is the Fifth Amendment not applied here? How do you not I, just say, where's my due process, the right to my property without, go- you cannot That's why do I think this. this whole situation is unconstitutional. Yes. And. Apparently nobody cares because they think we're we're nabbing drug smugglers and maybe we are, but you're also catching a lot of innocent American citizens and taking their life savings from them, and then they get to use that life savings to fight the federal government in court. Right. That's what you get to use your life savings for to try right. to get your money back. To try oh, to get your to life savings now. back. It's not going to a house. It's going to an attorney. It's crazy. Ugh. It's absolutely nuts. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, yesterday, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked about, because it's, it's the biggest issue in the world right now, the Philadelphia Eagles situation where <laughs> oh, they, well, yeah. you know, their trip to the White House was canceled and how dare he do that <laughs> because, uh, he should have just let them, and he probably should have just let them come celebrate with those who got there, whatever. And don't be embarrassed by the fact that only four to 10 of them showed up. <laughs> out of a 53-man roster. Uh, but the media has seized on this because Trump's made a pretty big deal out of it. The Eagles are making a pretty big deal out of it. 
the mayor of Philadelphia is making a huge deal out of it. So uh, while she was trying to wrap up uh, the press conference yesterday and trying to ask somebody or get somebody else to ask a question, um, April Ryan wouldn't oh. just wouldn't let it go. Oh, it wasn't Jim Acosta this time. No, okay, it wasn't was Acosta. Okay. <laughs> is the president aware that this is Sorry, about Stephen, police involved shootings and not about disrespecting the flag? Is the president aware Stephen, of that, sir? Please go. I'm standing on to Stephen, but I'm asking: Is the this is there's an underlying issue that just keeps going about disrespect of the flag and soldiers? There are black and brown soldiers that fight in the military as well who feel that taking a knee, bringing attention to police involved shootings, is something that this White House should deal with. Is the president? Oh aware that taking the knee is about police-involved shootings. The president has made his position uh, crystal clear, and that it's about. I, I let you rudely interrupt me and your nice. colleague. I'm going to ask that you allow me to finish my answer. I, I would be happy to answer it if you would stop talking long enough to let me do that. The president has <laughs> made nice his position crystal clear on this topic. He feels strongly yeah. that standing uh, for our national anthem uh, is something that we should do, something mm-hmm. that matters to what makes our country special and unique and what sets us apart. Uh, he's not going to waver on that. And he's not going to apologize for it. And frankly, more than 70 percent of Americans agree with him mm-hmm. on that matter. If you go back to what the original intent was, this has been made a political argument of which the president is not going to back down from. And he's been clear on it. Stephen, last question. <laughs> so she just kept babbling at the end too i mean that's I mean, let's talk about respect april ryan right I exactly mean, right stop it and and you know i don't care what the protest is about and i wish it would make this point <clears throat> i don't care what the protest is about i don't care if it's about you know police shootings which most of these guys know almost nothing about they haven't really researched this issue they just hear black lives matter babble about it I don't care if it's about that or the anthem or whatever, but it doesn't belong in the game and it doesn't belong anywhere near the national anthem. So, uh, you don't have a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. And the American people are just getting sick of it. But it kept going. That not a single player on the Eagles kept through going. the entire season knelt for the national anthem. The president's position on uh, not just the anthem has been clear, but let's not forget this isn't uh, there were 80 members of the Eagles organization that RSVP'd and committed to attend this event uh, as recently as Friday, as well mm. as over a thousand fans uh, of the Eagles organization. And the Eagles are the ones that tried to change their commitment at the 11th hour. And the president, mm. frankly, thinks that the fans deserve better than that. And therefore, we changed the ceremony uh, to be a focus on celebrating our great country. Is this about something more than the national anthem? Something other than the national anthem? Look, if this wasn't a political stunt by the Eagles franchise, then they wouldn't have planned to attend the event and then backed out at the last minute. And if it wasn't a political stunt, then they wouldn't have attempted to reschedule the visit uh, Mm -hmm. when they knew that the president was going to be overseas. And if this wasn't a political stunt, they wouldn't have waited until Monday, well after a thousand of their fans had traveled and taken time out of their schedules to offer only a tiny handful of representatives to attend the event. That's really interesting because I... I wasn't aware that as of Friday, 80 of them committed to be there. 80? Well, that's, that's more than all the football players. They must have had staff yeah. and uh, administration and, you know, everybody from the Eagles was going to be there. And then in two days, it went from 80 to four. 
uh, something's weird there. Oh, yeah. They were trying to embarrass him. Yep. And somehow it got to him and... And he called it off. Yeah. 888 Let me talk about real estate agents I trust. Because if you've been frustrated trying to sell your home in the past, or maybe you're trying to do it right now, this... And it's such a big investment in your life, and it's it really needs to go well for you. Usually the biggest investment we make in our lives, and so you want a really good agent. And we've got 1,200 of them all across America, but all you need is one. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. They're selected based on their experience and marketing plans, what kind of character they have, and the results they've gotten for their clients in the past. That's going to tell you how they're going to perform for you in selling your house. And they're all fans of Glenn's show, so you've got that in common with them as well. If you're trying to sell your house, you want to sell it fast and get the most you can out of it. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter from uh, TJ Toppin. Why is anyone talking to a Clinton? That's how you end up dead. <laughs> uh huh. That's yeah. good. Uh, from Mike. Oh, ye of little faith, fear not. The media will most definitely figure out a way to carry on with their Trump is a racist narrative, despite commuting Alice Johnson's sentence. <laughs> Just you wait and see. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, no Drama Llama says, how can the TSA find cash but not weapons and palms? <laughs> Another good question. That's good stuff. Uh, also, people are wondering, what happened to the bee, the giant bee behind me? Yeah, what happened to the giant bee behind you, Pat Gray? A little mishap. I uh, backed up in my chair, mm-hmm. and the chair caught on the bee and yeah. pulled it down when I moved forward, you, so it, you, it crashed to the, the floor. You and, bee murderer. Uh, you know, this, this studio is set up so incredibly it's well. Convenient. It's convenient. Right. Hard to imagine. Yes, as convenient as it is, <laughs> it's amazing that that could happen in here. I don't, I don't begin to understand it, but somehow it did. Clean up your messes, man. Oh man. Uh, wow. Is it gonna stay? Look at that. I don't know, man. I'm a little. It's up. I'm it's good. Nervous. I'm nervous. Well, yeah, me too. If that falls on my head, what, I'm not what? gonna be happy. What are you gonna do about it? You're not gonna be happy. Oh, I'm, I'm not gonna be happy. I hope you don't get killed <laughs> I, by a falling Yes, bee. that would be my hope as well. <laughs> a week from Friday, we've got the museum, the Rights and Responsibilities pop-up museum happening so. right here in Irving, Texas mm-hmm. at our studios. All kinds of stuff you can see. <laughs> we've got stuff from pop culture and American history and world history. And if you've never seen this, you really want to be a part of it. If you've seen it in the past, you know you want to see it again. So make sure you get here. Uh, things like the Darth Vader mask and Chet's chest plate and shoulder armor from the movie. Cool. Got a script page from the third draft of Star Wars A New Hope. Got the ruby slippers from Oz, from the uh, Wizard of Oz. 
the golden ticket from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Orson Welles personal camera. And down it came. <laughs> and then you'll see. <laughs> it didn't really we'll work. Put the B on display, and but, it'll be a good time. And uh, uh, I really feel good about the fact that it didn't hit me in the back of the head. You're not dead, are you? No. Okay. So far, we're still here. That's amazing. I just. Uh, just let it lie. Just gonna <laughs> I think we'll leave it down now. Keep rolling. I think we'll leave it down. <laughs> so if you're wondering about the bee, it uh, it doesn't want to be up on the wall. That's what anymore. they call live radio, live TV. Uh, <laughs> Gene Wilder's rehearsal cane from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We've got the gag outline from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. What is? That? I don't know what a gag outline is. I don't know. Sounds. That's a Glenn thing because he such a Disney file. Hmm. Orson Welles personal camera. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Uh, the War of the Worlds transcript. Wow. Lots of Nazi stuff going on on this list. Well, there always is. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's always a lot of Nazi stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a note card with Ronald Reagan's oath of office from his inauguration. That's really cool. Oh, I don't remember nice. seeing that before. Mm-mm. That might be new. All this stuff. I mean, a lot of this is really new, right? Yeah, I think so. Barbary, got- Barbary Pirate Sword. Uh, the Star of David Holocaust Armband. The Nazi Cat of Nine, Tails Whip, the Interrogation Torture Chair. I mean, some chilling stuff, you know, to show where we've been and that we don't want to go back there again. Thomas Paine letter. That's pretty cool. Um, The American history stuff is the stuff I love the most. Mm -hmm. Like Thomas Paine. We've got a copy of the Emancipation Proclamation signed by Abraham Lincoln himself. And that that was loaned to us by the Lincoln Presidential Library. Wow. We have the letter from Abraham Lincoln uh, that he wrote just before the 1860 presidential election, also loaned by the Lincoln Library. Uh, President Lincoln's stovepipe hat Nuh-uh. and his gloves. Cool. Amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. We're going to have a Tesla car here? Loaned by Tesla. Because mm-hmm. those are so historic. Uh, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One day they will be. One day we'll look back and say, hey, remember when electric cars were unusual? Uh, we've got a 3D printed gun, which is really cool to see because it's hard to believe that's already here and has been here for years. Um, uh, this is amazing. There's a piece of Abraham Lincoln's bloody collar. His actual blood. You'll actually uh, see that. Uh a facsimile of the draft of the Declaration of Independence. Handwritten note from Abraham Lincoln to Congress. I mean, just a lot to see. So that's a week from Friday. Starts uh, on Friday the 15th and goes all the way through uh, Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So what a great gift for dad. Or if you're a dad, it what a great gift for yourself to come down here and see that library. And there's going to be a, be awesome. a last-minute addition to the displays out there. We're going to have a lowercase b um, <laughs> for you to peruse out in the hallway if you'd like to come and check it out that was historically hanging in this studio for uh the blaze radio network right right. in fact incredible um, incredible it's the bee that nearly took the life on air Uh of a radio host named pat gray really interesting yeah so uh make sure you get here and (laughs) enjoy all these things Mm -hmm. um also we've got a list as they, they come out every year with uh, a list, the UN does, of the Global Peace Index. What are the most peaceful nations 
on Earth. It's always fun. Uh-huh. And uh, and actually, an independent nonprofit think tank based in Australia does these. And they scored 163 states and territories, nations and territories, to their levels of peacefulness. And then they uh, published, they just published uh, this list. Um, surprisingly, the Middle East and North Africa remain the world, world's least peaceful region. We'll tell you about uh, the individual nations and where the United States stacks up on this list. Because you know we're warmongers. Oh, they have such respect for us, right? I'm yeah. sure we're at the top. Yeah, oh, you know that. 888 thirty-three More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. We're just uh, talking a few minutes ago about the most peaceful and the most warlike countries on Earth. The new survey is out for for the past year. Apparently, the global economic impact of violence uh, is roughly fourteen point eight trillion dollars last year. The equivalent. Of 12.4% of the world's gross domestic product, or about 2,000 per person in the world. That's amazing. Wow. Violence in the U.S. last year cost Americans nearly 4,500 per person. The world's most peaceful countries, according to the analysis by the Institute for Economics and Peace, uh, the number 10 country on the list, Ireland. Remember how the Ireland, uh, the Irish situation in the 60s and 70s, remember how bad that was with the IRA Mm -hmm. and the violence and the explosions all the time, Mm -hmm. going after the British, the British going after them. Apparently not anymore. Japan at number nine, Singapore at eight, the Czech Republic, number seven, Canada, number six, because what's Canada going to do? Snowballs. (laughs) Denmark at fifth. Uh... Portugal was number four, Austria number three, New Zealand, because they're in the middle of nowhere. Who's, I mean, by the time you get there, it's like, we're too tired now. We can't, you can't take over this island. Uh, It's just, uh, we're too tired. And the number one most peaceful country in the world, Iceland. (laughs) Because again, it's clear out in the middle of nowhere. What are you going to do? I don't think Iceland even has an army. Do they? I don't think they have a standing army. I don't think they have a navy. I don't think they have an air force. I don't think they need one because what are you going to do with Iceland if you ever? Yeah, you know where we need to get our resources from. We need uh, we need Iceland. We need to subjugate those three hundred thousand people that are there uh, living peacefully. 
So that's number one. We are 121st out of 163 on the list. I'm sorry? Yeah, we're down from 114th uh, in 2017 and 103rd in 2016. Let me explain something to you about Iceland. Mm -hmm. Okay, Pat. Okay, all right. The Icelandic Coast Guard. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've they've got three ships. Okay. And four airplanes. Do they? Mm-hmm. So the Coast Guard has four airplanes? Wow. Yeah. Do they have like uh, bomber jet planes mm. riding shotgun in the sky? It's from the song. Right. I'm, I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to absorb <laughs> some stats here to give you, and there's really very few. Probably. Uh, yeah, not much. You know how many reserve personnel they have? 230. Wow. Like, so they can assemble a force. Two, Make three, no zero. mistake. And how many are deployed? Two, zero, zero. They have 200. So it two, looks like they have... 200 people deployed. Where? Where are they deployed? Do we know? I mean, they're part of NATO. Yeah, that, that is on here, yeah. They are part of NATO, but they don't do much. And they have... I think they've sent personnel to Iraq or Afghanistan, but not soldiers, not troops. Because I don't think they have troops. Yeah, see, I don't understand this, this little... Uh, thing i'm looking at here but um yeah Mm. in the entirety of the country itself just military age they have about 140,000. if you take all the men and women of military age only 140,000. wow so but uh you know wow yeah 230 230 that that they can call upon at a moment's notice and they spring into icelandic action the high water mark is going to be about 430. okay so All right. don't be messing. Don't mess with, with Iceland. That peaceful nation. Yeah, just leave them alone. Let them be peaceful because you won't like the result if you if you mess with them. I think don't Iceland is an example. You know how George Washington was like, look, we got to have a strong military force just so that we can discourage other countries from invading us. Mm-hmm. I think Iceland is kind of like the opposite. There's really no reason that you would want to invade Iceland. So there's really no reason to have a large yeah. armed force. What are you going to you going to take control of? Glaciers? Woo. Mm-hmm. Okay going to pass. <laughs> We've got more glaciers now at our disposal than, well, not any other nation, but a lot of nations, especially south of the equator. we got more glaciers than they do. Uh, the world's least peaceful countries, Russia was at 154th. Uh, Central African Republic, 155. Iraq is at 160. Afghanistan, 162. They were uh, second least peaceful. Afghanistan still second least peaceful, and of course Syria, the number one least peaceful. Uh, but you got Syria, Afghanistan, South Sudan, Iraq, Somalia, Yemen, Libya, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Central African Republic, and Russia. So other than the Middle East, yeah. you got Northern Africa and Russia mm-hmm. as the most what violent, war-like, war-like violent, yeah. yeah. On oh, the top seven, there. I wonder mm-hmm. what else they have in common. Anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. but You don't? No, let's that, not explore just, it either. Yeah, no, we're not. Uh, George in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat and Saxon from Alaska. Hey. Oh, Alaska, not Arkansas. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. I keep thinking AK is... No, it's, it's uh, Alaska. No, okay, go ahead. No, no, we're in God's country. <laughs> yeah, so. it's beautiful up there. Hey, just to let you know, I was a state trooper for 20 years up here before I retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the silver uh, assessor, we had during 2008 when the Catholic Church started paying out the some of the people out in the village. Uh, we're looking at money between about uh, I think the lowest was about eighty thousand 
the highest I heard was about 250000 Well, there are no banks out in the village, and a lot of these people would actually carry this money with them, our portions of it. And we actually had to come up with a list because we had so many smaller departments calling us saying, hey, do you know this individual from the village? Um, you know, has $150,000. Uh, we're going we're gonna to seize the money. And uh, wow. it, all comes to, it all comes down to bootlegging. Well, anybody with common sense knows nobody walks in these small villages and makes $150,000 overnight bootlegging. Right. So we, would actually, so we actually had to come up with a list. And I'd give them my business card and tell, tell, the, tell them to hand it to the police officers, have them call us at our, at our post, our detachment, so we can actually cover for the person so they wouldn't have their money seized. Well, I mean, that's, that's how it should be. It's, it's law enforcement officers using common sense and figuring the situation out. I, I would think that's pretty doable. And I would think it would be pretty doable at the airport with this Albanian guy or in the middle of Texas with that uh, with that couple that was driving across the state to buy a new car and they had some money in on them, or the you know the pizza shop owner who deposited money into the bank. I mean, when you've got bank receipts, especially, it should be you should be able to noodle that out. But there's no common sense being used in these situations. That's so that's really great that you guys at least uh, noodled it out. You thought it through. And where is the principal? Innocent until proven guilty. There isn't that principle anymore. We, I mean, there's no. There's so many principles that have been obliterated lately, in just in yeah. recent decades. That is, I just, it's, it's sick, really. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, George. Um, it's nice to know that somebody somewhere was trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look at how we've disregarded um, probable cause and. Innocent until proven guilty. And it's, it's the opposite of that now. Yeah, and it's sad that this guy had to depend on the goodwill and the common sense of a state trooper, mm-hmm. not the law itself. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Um, but in the Me Too movement, we're seeing the same thing. Uh, sorry, you're, you're, you're out of your job. And yeah, we'll work it out later as to whether or not you're guilty. Uh, sorry, we believe, the, uh, we believe the victim immediately. Well, wait, that's not the American way. Now, you could you should take what she is saying seriously, but to believe her immediately, why? Why is she more believable than the guy? I mean, it's, How is that possible? It's a society of social media justice now. And it's, it's really bad when you're confiscating people's life savings from them. And you've got bank receipts and you've got documents. And uh, you still keep the money. That just tells me that's an oppressive. That's an oppressive government. That's an out of control oppressive government. Really bad. Really bad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We find out tomorrow what NASA just found on Mars. Supposedly they found something interesting. I don't know what they haven't said yet. They're going to apparently announce at a big uh, press conference tomorrow. Uh, you know we've got that we've got that uh, vehicle curiosity uh-huh. that tools around the planet. Oh, at, there's no cats on the planet, is there? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, you know, because we'll find out. I mean, maybe that's the announcement tomorrow. Maybe dead. Otherwise. They found cats because mm-hmm. curiosity. 
Yeah, uh, I see. Curiosity. Uh-huh. A long good. way to the well, but okay. Uh, <laughs> it bored a hole about half an inch, half an inch deep into a target on Monday, February 26th during the trial, trial run of a new rigged up drilling technique and apparently uh, found something. So we think so. That's related to the announcement. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Supposedly, that's oh, what that's I what they think. Oil. I want it to be oil. The car size <laughs> be hard to get it back, but uh, the car size Rover's drill, a uh, key tool at the end of Curiosity's robotic arm that allows it to snag pristine samples from the interior of ancient rocks, has been out of commission since late 2016 when a motor that extends two stabilizing posts conked out. But somehow, and I don't know how they do this, NASA is able to fix things remotely from what, 60 million miles away, 80 million miles away? I don't know how far Mars is right now, mm-hmm. uh, but it varies. Yes. But it's tens of millions of miles away, and they can fix these things. So cool. That is so <laughs> cool. amazing to me. Uh, engineers have been working to the past 15 months to bring the drill back online. And they settled on a strategy that involved extending the bit out beyond the stabilizers and carefully pushing it against a rock using Curiosity's arm. Uh, The rover can keep the drill bit centered using a force sensor. Gosh, it's just amazing. So they say we're now drilling on Mars more like the way you do at home. Wow. Humans are pretty good at recentering the drill almost without thinking about it. Programming Curiosity to do this by itself was challenging, especially since it wasn't designed to do that, but we were able to do it <laughs> from 50 miles, 50 million miles away. That's really cool. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Tomorrow they announce that they found something. So the same government that's able to drill a hole in a planet that's million of mi- millions of miles away, right? After the drill broke. After it breaks. They can fix it with nobody there. But they can't give good health care to our veterans. No. Okay. And they can't figure out that this Albanian guy <laughs> shouldn't have his $58,000 taken from him. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, all right. So, like many Americans, you probably have a gun at home for personal protection. But when was the last time you practiced with it? Especially inside your home. iTarget Pro, which is a fantastic... Fantastic Father's Day gift idea mm-hmm. has revolutionized home firearm training. They use your actual gun and thus uh, your smartphone and their app, which uses a laser in place of the bullet, and it detects exactly where your shots are landing when you're firing so at cool it. So cool and so worth it. Oh, I love it. And how much money do you save huh. in not spending all that, you know, buying that ammo? You want to know the truth is I have a, a membership to a gun range. Mm-hmm. I don't even go anymore. I've oh, I paid bet. for it already through the nose. Yeah. And yet I stay home and use the iTarget Pro. That's great. <laughs> so you could do the same thing. And right now save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. You'll save money. You'll save time. It'll be so much more convenient. And you'll take your skill to the next level. Plus, Father's Day, a little over a week away. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. To save 10%, itargetpro.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and a pat unleashed on Twitter uh, from Toby and Jake 3 You know, Jeffy co-hosted the Morning Blaze for two days, and he didn't knock the bee off the wall. There must be tons of room. <laughs> Pat has no excuse. Uh, actually, if you just back up that much, yeah. you knock the bee off the wall. I mean... And that's, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? But so, why do you need to back up that far? Get off me. Yes. Uh, after all the health issues Pat had and the exhaustion from overworking, it'll be the bee that brings him down. <laughs> I almost Probably. did. I was worried about that, too. Uh, and from Muffer Squish, regarding the bee on the wall... Just don't flex seal it back to the wall. Yeah, because yeah. we've seen how, uh, wow. I saw this boat in half. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, and then it was perfectly fine when you fine. took it out on the yeah. Florida Everglades. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you mm-hmm. missed it, uh, go to theblazetv.com. Along about 12.53 p.m. Eastern today, so late in the first hour, mm-hmm. the bee on the wall behind nearly killed Pat ne- nearly killed him dead. I Barely averted death mm-hmm. when the bee came crashing down. I mean, he's got an attitude, I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, it didn't tried take to, kind of you back it into it. It tried to take me, but uh, it couldn't. Now, see, when I backed off and pulled it down, it didn't hit me then. And then you put it up, and it tried again. Hmm. It tried again. Mm-hmm. Came down on its own that time. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yep. Uh, mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that... Uh, a big Mars announcement that's coming from NASA. They found something when they drilled into, like half an inch they drilled into the surface. So I don't know. I, I don't know what spectacular find they can they can make. Black gold. Uh, maybe black gold. Or maybe, hmm? maybe we heard an inkling of what they're going to find a while ago on Alex's show. This may strike your listeners as way out, mm. but we actually believe no. that there is a colony on Mars. Colony. That is populated by children who were kidnapped by ch- and sent ah. into space on a 20-year ride. Wow. Uh, so that once they get to Mars, they have okay. no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. That's strange, but maybe they found some of these kids half an inch under the surface. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we don't know. So we'll find out tomorrow, huh? If you're to go through this thing and just <laughs> item by item and try to decipher what he is talking about, it's pretty amazing. Check this, this out may again. Strike your listeners is way out. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. But we actually okay. believe that there is a colony on Mars. Okay, there is a colony on Mars that is populated by children who were kidnapped. Populated by children who were kidnapped. And sent into space on a 20-year ride. And and sent into space on a 20-year ride. A, it doesn't take 20 years to get to Mars. Why was it a 20-year ride? It takes about six months to get to Mars. Why would it be 20 years? Well, maybe it was a slow you know, rocket. Uh, I don't know. Okay, maybe. Maybe they were going this 55 miles an hour the whole time. Oh, Maybe can't. it was a 60 or 70 mile an hour zone. I don't know. Okay, but but then we've kidnapped children. Now it's taken 20 years. They're not children anymore, right? These are full-grown adult human beings. But do you age in outer space, Mr. Denier? Yeah, you do. Oh, you do? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. unless you're going the speed of light or beyond, right? Definitely not going 55 miles per hour. No. Uh, so that once they get to Mars, they once. have no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. Okay, so 
After 20 years, they have no alternative but to be slaves uh, of the Mars colony. Uh, why? Are there just no job opportunities in Mars? Yeah, it's a struggling industry up there. I, I think. mean, you got a terrible colony if the only industry they have is sex slavery. Oh, and now there's planet drilling, too. <laughs> so we got a couple things now. I'm kind of surprised that the colony hasn't stopped this little rover from doing its work because, I mean, they've been secretive this whole time. I would think they wouldn't want this thing maybe finding this, stuff out. Maybe this was a joint effort <laughs> between the CIA and NASA, and they were like, we got to find those sex slave kids. And is it the CIA that kidnapped him? He doesn't really explain who kidnapped these people and or who sent them into space. Yeah, well, I'm assuming the government. Oh, there's all kinds of... Well, I, look, I know 90% of the, of the, of the NASA missions are secret, and I've been told by high-level NASA engineers that... And he's been told by high-level people all the time. He's got high-level contacts everywhere, In this Alex cat. Every story that comes up, he's got a high-level con- contact yes. to tell him about it. And tell them stuff that you and I don't know. No. That you have no idea. There's so much stuff going on. But then it goes off into all that. I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing the media jumps on. But I know this. Mm -hmm. We see a bunch of (laughs) mechanical wreckage on Mars. And people say, oh, look, it looks like, you know, mechanics. They go, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Clearly, they don't want us looking into what's happening. Every time probes go over, they turn them off. (laughs) Okay. So we see all this mechanical wreckage on Mars. Uh, where are those? I want to see those photos with all the mechanical wreckage. Oh, come on. You know it's there. Oh, of course it is. I just want to, I just want to tweet it out. Show oh. me the mechanical wreck, wreckage and, and we'll, we'll definitely tweet it out. <laughs> Google mechanical wreckage. I did mechanical wreckage. On and is Mars. it showing up? It's like, it's is like it that face thing or. No, it's somebody circled rocks and said, look at the mechanical wreckage. <laughs> rocks are not mechanical. Okay. Says you. I see you covering mm-hmm. for the government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the pedophile government that kidnaps the. Well, and is is this? Are these the same people who kidnap them at the airport oh. and train them for the pedophile government? Where are the men? Where are they? Where are the men? They're on Mars now because really... they've grown up. It took them twenty years to get there, and they're no longer <laughs> kids. They're men. It's I, so weird. It's so weird. Uh, still, I am excited to hear the NASA yeah, announcement tomorrow of what they actually found because I, I love that stuff. I can't get enough of the uh, space stuff. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Malaysia has opened up a crowdfund to help pay their two hundred and fifty billion dollar debt. Why haven't we done this? Mm-hmm. We got a bigger debt than that by a lot. <laughs> uh, so maybe we could do a crowdfund. This is child's play. What is two hundred fifty billion? You said please. We <laughs> we could crowdfund that in a week. Uh, it amounts to eight, wow eighty percent of its GDP. Uh, they've set up a fund for members of the public to donate cash to help the new government repay its hefty national debt. Finance Ministry on Wednesday provided a bank account number for deposits <laughs> to help curb the country's debt of one trillion ringgit, which is two hundred and fifty billion dollars. Okay, why are you talking down? Uh, Prime Minister Mahathir Mohammed has made it a priority to cut their debt and their liabilities. Uh, he was elected just last month, and the move comes after a private fundraising initiative. Please help Malaysia <laughs> received more than. Oh, they're on. They're on their way because they received already. What are they up to in the Please Help Malaysia uh, campaign? Thirty five hundred dollars. 
So that's a start. $3,500. They mm. are well on the way to $250.8 billion. <laughs> that's so. $3,500. You know, I was looking to see oh, how, how fast the U.S. debt goes up. Mm-hmm. And I just I was typing in billion. <laughs> anyway, I found this little story from uh, last year. The U.S. national debt soared by $100 billion in just eight hours. So in other words... Holy cow. Our debt goes up. So, oh, yeah, put this in your pipe, Malaysia. It takes us less than 24 hours to match <laughs> your total debt. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that? Huh? We're, we're darn proud of that. Yeah, we are. Really proud of that. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even set up a, a GoFundMe page See? yet. See, and we so, haven't even done that. Right. So, Malaysia. And our Medicare and Social Security, along with Medicaid, are going out of business pretty soon. So, <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay? Sooner than expected, in fact. Oh. That's great. Goody. Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid represent a majority of the federal budget each year and represent mandatory spending. And Social Security's been running a negative cash flow for years, which no. is wonderful. According to some studies, we include uh, expected shortfalls for Medicare and Social Security in the debt. When you, when you include them, uh, the debt is actually $90.6 trillion, yeah, not, Malaysia. not $20 trillion. Yeah, Malaysia. So, yeah. You think you've got a problem? Ha! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we got, what, Medicare running and out? Now Medicare should be in bankruptcy by 2026 <laughs> and uh, Social Security by 2034. Oh, well, see, we got a good 8, <laughs> 12-ish. We'll see your $250 billion and raise you another $100 trillion, Okay? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. We'll be chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. Uh, time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. <laughs> hey, happy hump day, huh? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the days when uh, we have uh, days when nothing is uh, celebrated, and today is one of those days when maybe they should have calmed down a little bit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, you know, National Running Day, National Gardening Exercise Day, National Higher Education Day, <laughs> National Yo-Yo Day, mm. National Drive-In Movie Day. Yeah, you know National why? National Applesauce Cake Day. May I may I interject on the National Drive-In Day? I was informed by Ron, uh, one of our producers here, that it was on this day in 1933 the first drive-in opened up. First oh, there drive-in. There you go. Yeah, located on Crescent Boulevard in Camden, New Jersey. The well, you first don't get those ever drive-in back, movie huh? theater. Well, uh, I hope not, because uh, I'd rather watch them in my house now. <laughs> no, yeah. listen, there's nothing better than... 1933? Uh, my, my, grandfather, my grandfather right used to take me uh, when I was a little little toddler uh, mm-hmm. to drive-in movies. And yeah. they, they hang the big speaker on your window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want my window you, you, scraped there, there, up. The right? speakers were six there's feet tall. I know. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's yeah, a hole in the your story. One. Don't try to convince us that cars were around when you were a toddler. That's, that's a good point. And it's also, uh, it's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 20, 25 cents per person. 
25 cents per person. And they were still trying to sneak people into the trunk. Probably. <laughs> yep. Or shortly thereafter, yeah. they caught on. I mean, I remember, you know, we just, they'd have uh, people would set out their lawn chairs mm-hmm. and sit out. Yeah. Oh, those were fun times, though. Were they? You know, they were, were fun they? times. Yeah. They were. They seemed like, oh. It seems like a uh, much simpler less complicated, times. much simpler. Simpler times. Much simpler times. Simpler times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> National Eyewear Day. <laughs> I, had, okay. I wasn't done. It's National Eyewear Day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. who wear glasses are uh, really more likely to be smart now, says a big, huge study. So mm-hmm. it ties right in. I mean, you know, but people always think that uh, somehow you're smarter when you wear glasses. But according to this latest big study, uh, you are. Uh, they <laughs> Says the guy wearing glasses for effect. What? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they go through a whole thing and they found that uh, a number of other, they in the study, the participants from three existing uh, cohorts were all European an- ancestry, which in the end, after all the stuff they find, they tell you, yeah, because everyone was with uh, European industry, eh, we can't really extrapolate anybody. You know, there's no, That's the only thing we did was the European ancestry, so the rest of the people don't count. We can't really count that because we didn't count everybody. It's agonizing. Wow. Mm. That's agonizing. A... Uh, breaking news. Yeah. A judge sides with uh, Philadelphia in Sanctuary City fight. Agonizing. Federal judge has ruled in favor of Philadelphia in his lawsuit against the federal government for withholding grant funding in response to how the city deals with immigrants in the country illegally. U.S. District Judge Michael Bailson issued a 93-page memo saying the conditions placed on the city by the federal government in order to receive the funding are unconstitutional, arbitrary, and capricious. He also wrote that Philadelphia's policies are reasonable and appropriate. Philadelphia said as a sanctuary city, it will only turn over immigrants and immigration and customs enforcement if they have a warrant signed by a judge. And don't forget the federal appeals court sided with Chicago on that similar dispute a little while ago, too. You're going to appeal uh, that. It's ridiculous. That is. It's insanity. Absolutely agonizing. Absolutely insane. It sure is. I've been, I just. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> you ever been bitten by a snake? Nope. This man. Uh, was out doing some yard work with his wife, and uh, he said, uh, "Ooh, hey, there's a rattlesnake, four foot rattlesnake." Husband, Mr. Sutcliffe, see, takes his shovel, chops his head off, reaches down to throw the snake away, and the head bites him. No, oh man, the head bites him. That was uh, here in Corpus Christi, Texas, by the way. Wow. Uh, according to uh, doctors, they could not get him to the hospital fast enough. Because uh, since the head was cut off, there was no snake body. All the venom went into him. All the venom from the snake went into him from the bite. Oh, wow. Usually you get uh, two to four doses of anti-venom. Mm. Uh, my man Sutcliffe, 26 doses. Whoa. But uh, but they saved him? They did save him. Oh, good. Uh, they did save him. Uh, wow. You want to keep the victim calm. Uh, keep the bitten area above the level heart slightly. You don't want to suck it out when you get the snake bite. Um, they, really? Yeah. They mm. said, uh, you don't want to do that, just keep calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep the bitten area above the level of the heart slightly and wow. get the patient to the hospital. Um, he said he's in stable condition. His kidney function is still weak. And, uh, you know, it's it's rare that people die from snake bites anymore, but it still happens. So a dead snake bit him. Dead snake. He cut the head off. That's amazing. Bent down to throw it away. This, this, the head snapped. The, the teeth snapped into him. Mm. Weird. Really weird. Parting shot. Wow. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I guess. I, what are the odds of that? I've seen, uh, I've seen probably about the same or or more 
than uh, Lou Gehrig uh, getting his own disease. Right? I mean, I mean I that blew me know. away I when that happened. Ads. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's a D. <laughs> I mean, I don't know seriously, I, a guy named Lou Gehrig gets that disease. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. You. I mean, his parents got a thing. Bizarre. Yeah, we really should name him something else. Thank you for out. bringing that up because it's been a while since we've I know. mused over that. Uh, so <laughs> that's one of my favorite things in life. Oh, my gosh. How did Lou Gehrig get Lou Gehrig's disease. I mean, what are the odds? What are the odds? Exactly. Thank you. That's my point. Could have gone to Vegas. Well, might have been too late. Uh, as you know, I mean, I, I'm called Mr. Fashion. I mean, I am Oh, fashion. you are I'm fashion. Sorry. I'm, fashion. I'm sorry. That, who calls you Mr. Fashion? Uh, everybody. I mean, uh, there's, it's, I'm called that all over the country. Okay. Sure. Mr. Fashion. I mean, I am fashion. It's clear. Uh, mm. And a new company, a Japanese uh, fast fashion retailer, um, has come out with some new pants. Uh, unique glow, and uh, it has a what people are think is a pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a pocket yet. I don't know. I mean, it's good maybe for the wa- runway, as you can see if you're watching on Blaze Television. Uh, I mean, maybe it's, it's good for the runway. Dumb. But uh, I'm not wearing that out on the street. That's dumb. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and wear it out on the street. Okay. Uh, no. Now it isn't a pocket though. It just uh, covers the zipper. On the male pants. I guess females could wear it, too. So it just covers the zipper area. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it highlights it. Right. What is that? What is the point? Highlighting the zipper area. I mean, I don't know. Somebody invent pants with uh, like a Velcro front there, you know? Mm. That mm-hmm. might be more fun than really mm-hmm. painting the crotch area. Look at that. Stupid. IHOP says it's changing its name. International House of Pancakes. Mm-hmm. To what? They uh, tweeted and posted on his Facebook page on yesterday that it plans to flip the P on June 11th. It's going to be IHOB. I-H-O-B. Oh, I see. Here we go. Hey, we can so, yeah, right there you go. We started right there. IHOB. Or is it I? Why? I mean, I... To stand for they're, they're International t- t- House of Breakfast? I mean, bacon. Maybe they they want you to guess. They want you to guess. And that's the, they're getting they're getting a great it. ad campaign for the guessing. Um, International House of Breakfast is my guess. I, I would say that uh, they're going up against Hooters, and uh, it's going to be the International House of Breasts, breasts or boobs. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm kind of. That's what for. your that's money's on. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't count on that. No, no. Uh, I would guess that maybe for the day they would flip them and say you're the International House of Breakfast. I don't know that it's going to ever be that way forever mm-hmm. right i mean they've been international house of pancakes since the 60s 70s a long time but, you know, except, uh, they changed to use the acronym since 73 okay so it was for a long time the international house of pancakes and then they just went to ihop yeah um so i mean the ihop no I mean, it's just a good ad campaign and good for them mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a fan mm-hmm. i'm a fan of ihop i've been there a couple times in my life i know i know Mm-hmm. It's a surprise. That uh, it stuns me. Uh, <laughs> a man of your physique that frequents IHOP? Now you got to have some cheat days. It's hard to believe. you got to have some cheat days. All right. Uh, you know that. Sure. I mean, there's uh, no question about that. As you, look, the struggle that we all have with uh, uh, dieting and exercise and working out, um, what makes the struggle worthwhile is the cheat days. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, oldest munchkin from Wizard of Oz dies. Oh, no. I know, I know, 98 years old, uh, Jerry Marin. Now, one of the things that I found uh, fascinating about Jerry is that um, 
you know, we heard so many things in the past, recently, actually, in the recent past, that uh, how horrible things were on the set of The Wizard of Oz <laughs> mm-hmm. and how evil the little munchkins were and everything. Yeah, they were partiers, But he said supposedly. he worked on the, on the movie for about two weeks. Whenever they needed a munchkin extra in another scene, he was there. I loved Judy Garland. She was an angel to work with. Hmm. I mean, he had, I mean, he had a heck of a long career. I mean, he was in movies and TV shows and all kinds of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. just, it was fascinating that yeah. he would say such a wonderful thing instead of, we were drunk all the time trying to get up under her skirt. Because <laughs> that's what they were saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is what they that, said. I mean, that was the reports, and it was just unbelievable that they would, mm-hmm. that they would report that. Um, I hope this is true. And, just, and I don't know why I hope it's true, because it's kind of horrible, but... It's so horrible that I hope that it's true. Uh, This obituary uh, from uh, Kathleen uh, Demlo, uh, her family uh, posted the obituary. And most obituaries are, you know, nice, warm, and fuzzy. And you name the family members and Mm -hmm. what a wonderful person they were. Well, Kathleen Demlo Schunk, S-C-H-U-N-K, was born on March 19, 1938, to Joseph and Gertrude Schunk of Wabasso. She married Dennis Demlo at St. Anne's in Wabasso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. So far, so good. All right. Just a little recap of your life. Mm-hmm. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlo, and moved to California. Wait. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Skunk. She passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Wow. Jeez. Uh, not even a, uh, with love. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, it's almost too horrible to be real. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, so it's not going to surprise me when we find out uh, next week that we've been had, but uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> really good. Uh, we also uh, have, uh, we've done some, uh, in the past, some uh, Man on the Street uh, news reporting, and we've talked about uh, uh, news shows that send their reporters out, and you find out, uh, you know, they're doing uh, reports from all over the place, and it turns into just horrible stuff. Well, a San, a San Diego news report uh, from the morning show uh, for uh, KUSI. Now, there's an event at a local college, and it's called the Inflatable Run and Festival. And, of course, the morning show sends their reporter out to cover it. And this is just a piece of the two-minute segment. Now, he had to milk this thing for two minutes. This 37-second cut is the beginning of his two-minute piece. And you can see just how well it was going for him. And you know how the next minute and a half went for him. What fun do you think you're going to have today? Um... Lots of fun. Um, Lots of fun. That's a, that's a good kind. Um, helping, just helping everybody. Uh-huh. Helping everybody. I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. What kind of fun do you think you can find here today? All kinds. All yeah. kinds of fun. Oh man. Bouncing fun. Yeah, I think so because <laughs> this is a place where kids and families can Good come golly. and kind of bounce around. But you need right now he just something, and I'm going to have everyone do it like a right magic chant. Now this is yeah. I mean, he he's going to have him do a magic. He chant. has him do a magic chant. Oh then no! He talks the to looks him. on then the people's faces are talk, like. Then he talks to the mascot. Uh, then he talks. I mean, he's so horrible. Milking that here. whole two minutes, man. <laughs> 
I was so He's got no bad. idea what to do because everybody sucks. It's so bad. He wants to throw oh, it back man. to the studio I mean, and there ain't nobody there. In those, in those times, he was wishing that he had ran into Linda Hopkins in Rhode Island uh, asking her about the uh, potato thief. Mm. I heard it on the news. And I said it was ridiculous, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. I heard it on the news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, you were talking about uh, false accusations and the Me Too movement and how we were supposed to take people seriously. But we're also, you know, supposed to uh, innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this woman uh, pled guilty to making up rape allegations against two college football players. Uh, she made up rape allegations to two Sacred Heart University football players. She pleaded guilty yesterday to lying to police. She's 19, but she, she, gets, a, uh, she gets sentenced to three years suspended after she serves one year in prison. Okay. And uh, three years probation. And uh, they were all ready to go to court, and she finally, uh, you know, pled with the deal. But in October, uh, she reported to police that she had been raped by two football players in the bathroom at an off-campus party in Bridgeport. Uh, Now, they haven't released the players' names, but uh, the players obviously uh, were thinking about suing her. They admitted to having consensual sex with her. And she said that, I made up the allegation of the assault. Uh, was the first thing that came to mind because I didn't want to lose another male student friend that I had, another boyfriend that I had. And it was the only thing I could think of. So, eh, you know, sorry. Wow. Um, and the attorney is like, uh, they're still considering suing her. And then he went on to say, it does not replace that which the boys lost. But he's happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sends a powerful message. Yeah, it sends a powerful message. All right. Yeah. And these guys are done. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, for sure. It doesn't replace what they lost. You know they got kicked off the team. Well, we don't know their names. and it, I, It's possible they didn't, but I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, they're lucky to be on that campus right well, now. Well, it's, it's, it's part of the mindset now. That we just believe automatically. We believe the woman. Uh, right. If somebody cl- cries rape, you just believe them. Uh, automatically. Right. No matter what. Exactly. No matter what. It's, it's, uh, and it's... it's I mean, there's been how many instances have we seen and talked about from the Duke thing to uh, uh, Tawana Brawley to to all of these things that just weren't true. I mean, there's a lot. There's yeah. there's a few. There's a I'll lot. I mean, there's enough to be able to say, look, we need to take them seriously, yeah. but, but we, we don't, don't have to, to believe them immediately. The end of the world but to the lives people who get ruined, and yes. nobody is held accountable for right. doing that. Right, and I it's mean, shameful. Really bad. I mean, at least she's at, you know at least being held accountable by some measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going to prison and serving probation. I don't know if these guys get anything out of it. I don't know if the, you know if the college makes up for it to them. Hopefully, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some way, but uh, you know, two years of college is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing college football, if even if they didn't have any scholarships, but you know, those were taken away mm-hmm. immediately. No way the coaches, the coach couldn't. Yeah, right. I mean, the coaches can't do that yeah. in today's world. If you're accused of something like that, you're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because if it is true, then you right. got to have them off the team, right? Otherwise, the coach pays for it too. Right, he'll, he'll be fired as well. So, yeah, it's really, that's sad. It's a tough place. Yeah. I know. Mm. Um, You know, have you seen the pay bikes that we have here in the complex of the studios? You know, the credit card bikes that they have sitting around. They have them around Dallas now, but they also have them here in this complex. There's about four or five of them. And, you Mm. know, you go up to them and you slide your credit card and you get the app on your phone and you can ride it for an hour. You pay for an hour. You pay for two hours. You pay for whatever. I saw it all the time in New York. I've never seen it here. 
Well, I see them now uh, sitting out uh, like at the bus stop, mm-hmm. coming to work. There'll be just one stopped up, left on the on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, I saw there's like three left at the bus stop. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if they pick them up when they come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know Dallas was having a tough time with some of the companies that they've made deals with on these uh, the bikes. To um, you know, we're finding them all over. Maybe I'll come and get them. Yeah, uh, bring them up, mm-hmm. and they're having problems. Well, coming to America is what happens in China. Uh, there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, bikes from bike sharing services in the garbage dump in provinces all over Jeez, China. And those great. of you watching on oh, the that. Blaze television, wow, uh, they send to the garbage dump in Shanghai. <laughs> wow. They've been compressed into blocks for garbage <laughs> dumps. They're in vacant lots all over provinces So this worked in really well in China, right? This worked really well. Unbelievable. Look, I mean, these shots are absolutely amazing. Is that real? Uh, yes. I mean, look, we've got these pictures from, oh, I can't, I couldn't show you the pictures from Reuters for some reason. So we had to go with other pictures. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this being reported all over. That is really it's something. Amazing. Really something. I mean, it's fascinating. So if you're looking for a bike. Yeah. Uh, China <laughs> has a bike for you. Yes. Coming to a junkyard near you soon. And when you ride your bike uh, to work, maybe that'll help you lose a little bit of weight. Uh, and, you know, because when you hit a certain age, it gets tough uh, to lose weight. It's a real struggle. And you want to get those <sighs> extra pounds off. first year of kindergarten. Right. When you start at kindergarten, it's uh-huh. a tough year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Riduzone can help. Uh, because with proper nutrition and, and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight. And... Even more difficult than losing the weight, I think, is keeping it off. Uh, Amen. All you want to do is eat. Amen. And you're thinking about food all the time. Toughest thing ever. That's where Riduzone comes in. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that helps uh, you. It it speeds up your metabolism, and it helps you. uh, It it helps your appetite. So you're not it. It controls your appetite so that you're not thinking about food all day long. Sarah lost a hundred pounds. She's the host of uh, the News and Why It Matters. She she lost 100 pounds like 12 years ago. And she says she still struggles with, uh, you know, thinking about food. And uh, and it, she takes Riduzone to help her get her mind off of it. And so this is a great way to help you lose the weight and keep it off. Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% <clears throat> off a three-month supply. Make it happen for yourself now. Riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. here you know what i hate i hate these calls that i get on my cell phone that are uh bogus that are one of the one of the main scams i always get is that my uh my warranty on my car warranty my extended warranty has lapsed and they're calling from the warranty division the warranty division of what because they don't know 
what make your car is. They never say what warranty division. That's good. Like, you know, the Ford or the Chevy or the Lexus warranty department. They're just the warranty division. Oh, and my, you know that my extended warranty has lapsed? Hmm. It's interesting because I know it hasn't because I'm not at 100,000 miles yet. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another one. That do you have it on your? I, I did not realize that I had a right voicemail. Now? So if you want to plug that in, at the bottom of the phone. Yep. <laughs> I have the voicemail you and I were talking about during the break that we get this robocalls. Just hit the play button on the upper. And left. they and they threaten you with uh, if you don't do something or other, you're going to be taken under custody. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be taken under custody. Really? That's kind of scary because in my local area. Uh, Let's see if we can. It get expired after that you will oh, be here. taken under custody by the local police yeah as there are four serious <laughs> allegations pressed on your name at this moment pressed on your name we would request you to get back wow. to us okay so that we can discuss about this case so you can discuss about any the case. legal action against you okay because the I'll, number to reach mm-hmm. us is okay 518 518 615 615 7980 i repeat and then when you call that number uh-huh. you're going to I mean, there's four allegation uh, pressed against your name. Yeah. And you could be taken under custody. I gave my credit so, card number so that this didn't happen. Is that wrong? Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's exactly what we, we're going to talk to <laughs> Hunter Giambra about this. He's designed an incredible app to stop these calls. Nice. And we have him coming up next on The Blaze. Pat Gray, only on The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Uh If you've ever received a frightening phone call uh, like this... Um, and once it gets expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the local police. Somebody, to, you know, calling and leaving a message on your cell phone that you're about to be taken under custody by the local police? And they don't even tell you which jurisdiction it is. So, I mean, that could be anywhere in the Metroplex for me mm-hmm. and for Keith, mm-hmm. who just got this message. And then... As there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. Not one or two or even three. There's four serious allegations pressed on your name. Pressed. <laughs> I, I love it. Pressed. You know, they, they don't even speak English. And they're calling and trying to get some kind of scare. I don't even know what happens if you call that number back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've got Hunter Giambra, uh, who designed an awesome app to stop these obnoxious calls from getting through on your phone. The, the app is called I Said Don't Call Me app. <laughs> uh, Hunter, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Pat? Uh, doing well. Um, you know, I I loved it when I saw the, uh, is it Fox 13 in Tampa? Is that who did the story on you? That's correct. Yeah, back in February, Fox 13 News uh, did the story. We also had another story on ABC Action News uh, last year. Nice. I So is this going pretty well? Are a lot of people taking advantage of this app? Because I hate these calls. Absolutely. I mean, we've... 
I've probably received a total of 10, probably 11,000 emails uh, since we originally launched it. Wow. And I've added over uh, about 250,000 phone numbers to my database. Um, what's interesting is that uh, telemarketers used to, they used to call the home phone, the landline all the time. And then they came up with the do not call uh, list. And when you got on that, it seemed to work for a while, and then I don't know what happened, but then it kind of didn't work. And then, and now it's not just telemarketers, but it's these robocalls that are doing these threatening things in broken English, and it's just really obnoxious. I, I don't know how this happened. Maybe you do. But um, how do you stop this? How does your, how does your app work? Absolutely. Well, the app works. Uh, let's say you get a robocall. That robocall is coming from let's say a number within the U.S. And you can go to my website. It's I said, don't call dot M E. Once you go to that website, there's a link on there that you click on that says request for scam number. It asks for the uh, phone number that's calling you. Okay. The type of scam that it is, such as you, know, you get, like you said earlier, you get the warranty calls for your vehicle or if it's IRS scam, um, you'll put that in there and then ask okay. for your email address. We, uh, the only reason we take email addresses is just to let you know, hey, we've added this number to the database. Um, thank you for submitting it. It was validated. Okay. Um, and then once we do that, we, uh, we pretty much validate the phone number to make sure it is a legitimate uh, scammer. And once we do that, we just start sending out thousands of calls a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank so you. not only are you trying to stop this, but you're actually turning the harass- harassment back on them. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> I, Thank that, you. This is one of my favorite things in life. I, I love this service more than uh, just about anything I've heard of in the last 50 years. Um, so how did you how did you design this? Yeah, well, I actually... After I was getting hammered, I would say, like, you know, I, I own an IT company. So I was getting anywhere between 40 to 50 a day. Wow. Um, just scams from all over the place. I also own a total of, like, 20 phone numbers uh, for different area codes. But when I, when I got this, and I was like, you know what, I'm tired of it. So <laughs> I said, you know what, I'm going to create an app um, that's web-based that has got some code built in that I can automatically just send out multiple phone numbers and, uh, and call them as many times as I want, overload their network. Uh, the, the whole idea to behind this is if I would call from the same phone number, they'd be able to go in and block that phone number. However, right. I went out and I purchased 500 phone numbers. <laughs> so every time a call Jeez. goes out, to them, it changes the phone number on them. So they can't block the number quick enough before that call, the next call is coming in. I so, love uh, that. And you've actually, yeah. I mean, you've actually burned up the system of some of these idiots, haven't you? <laughs> That's correct. Uh, when I originally first tried it, I actually fried my complete phone system at my office. <laughs> that <is> uh, <laughs> so that obviously didn't work too well for myself. But yeah, I've overloaded their phone systems, um, caused them to crash, um, completely <laughs> shut down business. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's been quite interesting. Now it, what they'll do is, you know, they'll get angry, you know, and, and they'll go and start trying to call back or find out how they're coming and they can't even call, can't even call me back. Really? That's fantastic. Yep. Now, yeah. is this actually legal? Are you in any, uh, do, does anybody hassle you over this? Are there, you know, are there, uh, I know that the FCC regulates some of this stuff. Um, are, are is it Okay. 
So whenever I originally set this up, I, I contacted the FCC and I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm, I'm not doing anything that's worse than what they're doing to us. Okay. And uh, I'm pretty much in a gray area with them. So as long <laughs> as I don't do it to uh, U.S.-based companies that are legitimate, it's completely, completely safe. Okay. Um, such as, you know, when you were mentioning the car warranty is uh, calling you and it's, it's totally a scam uh, just because, you know, they – there's no way for them to actually retrieve that information besides going to the, the DMV or showing that you purchased a vehicle, right. you know? So it's, it's all a scam. They're saying, Hey, your warranty's running up, even though you just bought that vehicle like a month ago and you bought the extended warranty for life, you know? Right. So it's, yeah, they're all scams, especially when it comes to the IRS scams or even the Windows scams. What are they trying to like this? Uh, did you did you hear the one we pl- played that speaks in broken English? They say that y- you've ex- something's expired and you've already joined the conversation in progress by the time you hear the uh, their announcement. But you're you're going to be taken under custody, and there's four serious allegations pressed on your name, and you know they're not from here because they can't even speak English properly. I, what happens when you call them back if you were to believe what they were saying? What are they trying to accomplish? Do you know? So they're, they're trying to accomplish a few different things. Um, the first thing is whenever they call you, they are wanting to find a live person to pick up. They're okay. going to ask you for your name because they don't know your name. They're right. going to say, hey, you know, what, what's your name? And then as soon as you say, hey, my name is Hunter Giamber, they're like, oh, Mr. Hunter Giamber, we have it here showing that you owe you know, $4,500 to the IRS and we're sending a police officer to your house. And uh, in order to fix this, you have to go out to Walmart and buy $4,500 in Walmart gift cards uh, or an iTunes gift cards to, uh, to pay us to have them back off. Wow. Um, and, and you will be surprised um, of how many people have fallen for this. Have actually um, done a, that? Really? Oh, yeah. Th- yeah, you know, it, normally it happens. You know, I've seen it happen with, you know, some people who are around, you know, 80 years old. They believe it. They're scared of the IRS. They think they're coming after them. They'll go mm. out to Walmart, buy all these iTunes gift cards, or scratch the codes off. And <clears throat> Walmart, is, and Walmart is actually aware of the scam. And they actually, you know, a lot of times if you go there and buy an extended amount of uh, gift cards for, you know, iTunes, they're going to ask you and probably just say, hey, don't do this before you uh, buy all these gift cards. No, that's that's great. Um, I, I mean, that's what usually happens here is that these sorts of scams prey on the people who can least afford it because, exactly. you know, it's it's the elderly, the, it's the fixed income people. And so I really delight in the hassle you're sending back yes. to them. Yes. I really delight in the uh, in the hassle that you're pressing on their name because <laughs> that is awesome. Hunter, this is Keith. I have a quick question for you. Um, you yeah. said you verify. You, in other words, if I enter in a phone number, you guys verify before you start blowing up that phone. Um, I don't want you to give away your trade secrets, how you verify and all this stuff, but uh, is there any concern that you might at some point you know, um, okay blowing up a, a phone number that belongs to an ex-girlfriend or something to get you in trouble that way by blowing up the wrong phone, getting, <laughs> getting scammed yourself basically by somebody that just wants to seek vengeance? Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had uh, ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, you know, just friends, you know, even, you know, try to, you know, after they've broken up with their person, they want to, you know, just get revenge on them. Say, hey, I'm going to have this person call 1,560 times a minute. So <laughs> once, they, <laughs> once they give us that phone number, 
Um, I literally, you know, I sit there and I, I validate every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I go through from doing Google web searches, calling that number, you know, four or five, six times, sometimes more, just to sit there and verify, hey, this isn't a real person, you know, that's just, you know, innocent, has no idea what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I definitely get a few back saying, yeah, that's just my ex-boyfriend, John, who, you know, is trying to get back at me because I dumped him. Yeah. Oh, my god! I don't want you getting in trouble and then blowing up your whole business, you know? Right. Mm. So exactly. are you are you able to make any money from this? Does this cost anything or, or how are you monetizing this or are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not making any money off this whatsoever. Wow. Uh, what I did it was I, uh, I was originally... I'm going to set up a GoFundMe account, um, you know, just to fund it for the low cost that it's costing me a month. Yeah. Um, however, I've, uh, I've actually decided that in, in, in the long-term events that it would be best uh, just to use it as a marketing idea for my own company. So Fantastic. if what I it, just sat there. Well, let's use that? it that way. What, what, it, what is your company? What do you, how do you make your money? What do you do? Um, I'm an, I own an IT company here in uh, Florida. Okay. Uh, we service all 50 states uh, running mm-hmm. Fox Technologies. Um, so anytime, uh, you know, someone submits a phone call to us on our website, uh, we have a link on there to directly to our running Fox technologies website and, uh, it allows them to go on there, browse our services for it business to business needs. Uh-huh. And, uh, we just hope that after they use our service and all the apps in which we can create, um, later on, uh, with their business, they might consider using us okay and how uh, is it the i said don't call dot me or is uh, there's a different website probably right yeah the uh, our main parent company is rst-usa.com okay and uh i said don't call dot me uh that's our website to uh, submit phone calls to and there's a little i there's a little logo at the bottom there mm-hmm. uh, with our logo that you can click on it and then once you do that it'll bring you to our website i love this and uh i have Fallen head over heels in love with you, Hunter. And uh-huh. if, I, if I if I weren't already married, I might I might make a proposal to you here wow. because this is <laughs> I can't tell you how much I hate telemarketing and these robocalls. It is the most obnoxious thing, and I can't believe they get away with it all the time. Okay, and 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 just to get that out there again, it's Running Fox Technologies and. Um, at Pat Unleashed has just tweeted out uh, the website uh, for the blocking spam calls. Um, I said, don't call me dot, uh, don't dot call me. But I want you to know, Hunter, be looking because right now the phone, the message that, that Pat just played, that robocall, I am submitting yep. that through your website. So have fun blowing up that phone number from the spammer. Please. <laughs> that sounds great, guys. Yep. I appreciate it. Hunter Giambra, uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck Thank with you. this. Thank you. all have a good day now. All right, you too. I said, don't call dot m e <laughs> tremendous that is so great so good to stop calls like this come into your cell phone all the time and once it get expired after that you will be taken under custody by the local police oh no as there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment They're pressed on my name i we would request you to get back to us i'm frightened so that we can discuss about this case you can before discuss taking about any legal action against you okay the number so to reach us if i is call it 518 mm-hmm Six one five. Six one five. Seven nine eight zero. Okay, they're about to get. Yeah, you're not going to want to use that one anymore. Deluged. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They're about to be deluged so. and blown up. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
That is that is awesome. Uh, joined now by Brad Staggs. The only thing worse than being taken into custody is being taken under under custody. custody. Yeah, because once way you worse. get under custody, it's hard to get out from it's, under it. It's it a, is. Then you need a custody's a heavy presidential level, you know, pardon. Yeah. What if you were taken under custody by Jeffy? There's no way oh, you, you could get oh, out from under done. that. Kiss your I butt mean, goodbye. Uh, you're dead. Uh, Which you're dead. Goodbye. Which reminds <laughs> me, butt does begin with B. And mm-hmm. nice job on the B, by the way, on the wall. <laughs> yeah, just, thank uh, you. Saw that on saw that on Twitter and yeah. People haven't almost killed me. Yeah. I, I almost so, died. I was almost killed today. Bee. So, in other words, the bee almost killed you. Uh-huh. Yes. See what I did there? I, see, I do see, see what you did there. Right? Yeah. Right? N- Nicole has like a Zabruder film uh, type tweet going out uh, with, uh, <laughs> with the bee falling slowly and then the look on your face. You're like, what was that? Frightening. No. Actually, I, I, right. just, I came in here to tell you what my life has devolved into. Oh. It's really a sad story because uh, I just I picked up Doc Thompson at the airport. You know, he came oh. back from his month long vacation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the first thing he says to me, he gets in the car. Hey, uh, did I tell you the story about the woman who got the earwax like pulled out of her ears after 200 <laughs> years? I'm like, really? That that's how, how about? After, hey, was he already after in the two, car? 200 years. Oh, uh, yeah. She had an, uh, 200 years. This woman is I mean, she's old. She's, you know, I wouldn't say that to her face. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, but I just, now I run into people, random people, and they, the first thing, I, hey, did you hear the story about the guy who pulled the earwax the size of a Buick out of his ear? Hmm. And then I run into this all the time. That is what my life has turned into, <laughs> is one earwax story after another. <laughs> I bet. It is just, uh, it's... It's wonderful, isn't it? You think it? it's hard wonderful. being you? <laughs> Try being me. Uh-huh. Try walking in my. So you my you're telling footsteps. us you have a lot of earwax stories pressed on your name. Uh, I do. <laughs> okay. And yes, exactly. Right. Uh, actually, it was 25 years. The uh, the woman had a uh, a big chunky earwax. She had it removed, um, and it's on YouTube too. Which, by the way, 25 years. 25 years. How do they know? Was it's it, not quite as large as 200. Or how did they? Uh, apparently, she went back. She never had him cleaned out. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. And yeah. They, they pulled this thing out, and man, it was, I mean, it, it skittered away. <laughs> you don't want to step on that in the middle of the night. So let's just say this don't become a story that someone tells me after I pick them up at the airport. Right. And the simplest way to do that mm-hmm. is to always have the uh, useearwax.com kit. In your house okay. and ready to use at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Just go to use uh, usewaxrx.com promo code radio and please spare me the stories. <laughs> Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. 888 933 93 is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Man, I love that. I, I love the service that Hunter Giambra has offered people. Just to be able not just to stop the call, <laughs> but exact a little bit of revenge. <laughs> That's awesome. And for free. For free. You make so much money off of this app. You just go to I said don't call dot me enter the phone number you're getting hassled from tell him what kind of scam it is and then he does the rest he takes it over and uh 
and makes it so they can't call you anymore. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm surprised nobody has said, hey, you can't do that. That's just, that's mean. Mean. And, and nasty. Yeah, not as mean and nasty as being hassled on my cell phone every stinking day by these people. Yep. The telemarketing thing that used to hassle us on landlines has now switched over to your cell phone. And I thought that could never happen. I don't know how, but they somehow they've obtained all the cell phone numbers and they just send out these calls now. And it's mm-hmm. so obnoxious. Uh, I found this interesting article. It's one of those where you have to click through, you know, the click through thing. You go to the website and then it says, hey, how much is your favorite Fox News anchor making? And so you click on it. You think you're going to have a list. It's on one page. No, it's on 30 pages and you have to keep clicking because that's it's clickbait. Yep. Uh, But I I found it kind of interesting because they supposedly have the salaries of all of these anchors. Bill Hemmer, for instance, at Fox News. What would you think Bill Hemmer is making a year? You know who he is, right? He's yeah. One of the morning anchors. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> he used to be on with uh, Martha McCallum, but she has her own thing now. Uh, I'm surprised Bill Hemmer is 52. Wow. He looks good at 52 years old. 400000 a year is what they say he makes. That seems low. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems He's been really, there a while. Yeah, that seems And you're not there for really a while if low. you're not bringing in the numbers. So. I know. Because when you were asking that, I was thinking of... In my head, I was thinking, ah, one point two. They say he's worth his total net worth is three million, and he uh, he makes four hundred thousand a year. That's that's ridiculous. He he needs a raise if that's what he really is making. Uh, then they go to Judy Woodruff from uh, PBS. They claim she makes three million. I don't, man. If that's true, we're paying way too much. We're paying. That's public broadcasting. We fund that. Jake Tapper, who I think is great. He's polarizing, yes, but he's to me, he seemingly treats Republicans and Democrats the same. Uh, four million a year. That's eh, probably about right. Um, David Muir, who is ABC's World News Tonight host that nobody knows, <laughs> nobody would ever heard of when he got the gig, but $8 million a year for the CBS Evening News hanger. It's probably about right. Steve Croft from... Um, 60 minutes, 8 million. Uh, Martha McCallum, 8 million a year. Huh. Wow. So wait a minute. Oh, no. Hang on. That's what she's worth. Uh She's reportedly making 700,000 a year. Isn't she in prime time now? That's way low. If that's what, that can't be what she's making. 700. I mean, that's a lot of money. But to these guys on national television, you know. That's not much. Uh, Lester Holt, who for some reason, uh, Jeffy has a man crush on this guy. He loves him. He's obsessed with Lester Holt. Uh, Anchor of NBC Nightly News, also hosts Dateline, uh, $12 million a year. Wow. Eh, Maybe. Yeah, on network news. No wonder Jeffy's trying to get in good with him. This is what pisses me off. Joe Scarborough. Oh, no, don't do it. Host of the Cup of Postum. With uh, Joe and Susie or whatever it is. $12 million a year. Wow. Joe Scarborough? That better not be true. <laughs> I mean, that's armed insurrection time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron Burnett. This might be even worse because nobody even knows. if I don't think people could pick Aaron Burnett out of a lineup. 
CNN anchor Erin Burnett, she, I, I didn't even know the name of her show was out front, but apparently it is. Uh, she, okay, her estimated net, net worth is $12 million, meaning she probably makes a million or two a year. Way too much. <laughs> so David Gregory, I don't think he's even on the air anymore, so that's kind of old. Uh, Scott Pelley, they say, is making $15 million a year. Good CBS Evening News. Grief. That's a good gig, man. If you if you can be the host, the anchor for the evening news on any of the networks, uh, that's a lot. Wolf Blitzer, who's been on CNN since Reconstruction, uh, sixteen million. That's nice. Uh, that's a decent salary. <laughs> I could live off. You know, that. you could. Uh-huh. You could make ends meet. I think that way. Now, Brett Bear, they say, is worth sixteen million, but is his annual salary? Is probably about seven million. That sounds about right. Hmm. That's a, that's a lot of money, but that's what they make. Uh, Chris Wallace, sixteen million, oh. doing pretty well. Uh, even though I don't think he's the newsman that his dad was, but no. George Stephanopoulos, they say, makes eighteen million a year, but that's because he's on Good Morning America, and the morning anchors make a lot of money. Um, yeah, let's see. And now it won't go to the next. Okay, breach. This will piss you off. Rachel Maddow. Uh, estimated net worth twenty million, which means she's probably making ten. Maria Bartiromo <laughs> earns six million a year. They say she's worth uh, twenty-two million. I don't know anybody who even watches her show, but she, I, I like her. She's fine. Megan Kelly. Now, we know what Megyn Kelly is making, right? Because that was a big deal. It was in all the papers. Um, she's got to be worth more than $30 because she's making like $21 million a year. Yeah. And Robert, Robin Roberts, $35 million net worth. She gets a salary of $18 million a year from uh, ABC. I remember when she was the third wow. string... Sports anchor at Channel 5 in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. <laughs> right. And then she went to ESPN NFL primetime, and now she's that's there. That's a generous salary for Robin Roberts because mm-hmm. she's not bringing in an audience. Nobody thinks, hey, I got to get up and watch uh, Good Morning America. Robin Roberts is on. Oh, yeah, on. Robin Roberts is on. Yeah, that's the one I, I, I like love Robin. Have you ever heard the words, I love Robin Roberts? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't. Brian Williams, worth $40 million a year. Or not worth it, but uh, apparently getting it. <laughs> to make up stuff. Wow. Hmm. All right. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. It's not even on the list, but Sean Hannity makes like somewhere between fifteen and twenty million a year. That's a lot of money. You don't have to wonder where your next meal is coming from. That's just from Fox. Then you got the nationally syndicated uh, thing too. So that's fun. It's a good gig if you can get it. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously, you're not digging ditches in the heat. 
You got bees falling on you <laughs> off the wall, I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Nearly, uh, We're dodging bees all the time here. Not not even the insect, the letter bee. I mean, seriously. Look at that. That could have killed me. Assassin bees. It weighs nine tons. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. See? Look, Look at that. that. Look at and these reps. Nine. How many tons was it? Nine tons. Nine. Yeah. Tons. You're a strong person, Keith. That's, in, that's incredible. It's incredible. All right. A uh, New Jersey mom... And her kids gathered around a picnic table in the backyard, ready for the big moment. They wanted to see a butterfly emerge. And I, I, I embargoed this video from your eyes. I didn't want you to see how it ended. Really? Yeah. So Don't read it. The Don't. butterfly comes out. Yeah, so they, they nurture this little thing in a cocoon. It's so cute. It's a moment of... And of, then something happens. Of new life. And I'm going to guess. Can I guess? No. The butterfly kills everybody around the table. Kills you them all. saw the video. I, I didn't. I just. You saw the video. I've just seen it happen too many times. I can't believe it's not on the news. The killer butterfly I know. that's killing people in New Jersey. That's why I've been asking for years now. When are we going to stop the slaughter yeah. perpetrated by butterflies in this country? When is it going to stop? It's never going to stop. And it's not going to because people like it. Can apparently. we show this video though? Because it gets kind of gory. Here's here. Yes, we can because we're. Look at that. Look, look at that. They're letting him out. Look at that. Okay. Oh man, the dog. If you're if you're watching this on Blaze Radio, uh, they let the the butterfly comes out of its cocoon and is immediately swallowed by their dog that I mean, jumps up and eats it. That's called the circle of life, kids. You just witnessed it the in your backyard. The circle of life. <laughs> That's kind of sad. I mean, it struggled yeah. all that no, time to, to go um, from caterpillar to yeah. butterfly. It flies for literally mm, half a second, protein. and the dog jumps up and eats it. To protein. <clears throat> That's really sad. That's really disturbing. Yeah, I was laughing at something else, something funny I was thinking of from yeah. earlier today. It was, ah, it was a funny moment. Yeah, because it's shocking and disturbing and, and horrific. I'll thank you not to laugh about that. No, I'm laughing about something else. Uh, then we have this other uh, interesting... Video: A soldier in Virginia was arrested for stealing a military vehicle that looks an awful lot like a tank of some kind. So police officers were involved in an unusual chase, chasing down an armored personnel carrier. Look at this. This is in Virginia Beach or someplace? 40 miles per hour, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, okay. There it goes. Down the parkway. I mean, they... Being chased by a bunch of cops. <laughs> I love it. Do they have it. the end of it where he winds up? Oh, Kind of stopped? I no? I didn't request that. Yeah, I didn't see him actually. I didn't see the video. There's video at the end? Yeah, I, I think it goes on a little bit. Maybe it's oh. just a photo because I, I did see that they finally caught him. Oh, okay. And he was sort yeah. of... It looked like he was stuck in a median and he didn't want to run over the cars on the other side of the median. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he's like a kind thief. I think so. Yeah, I was impressed because if you're going to steal the armored vehicle, you might as well run over some cars to just, just see what that feels right. like. Right, precisely. <laughs> I mean, you want to look through the peephole, make sure there's nobody in it. It's parked on the side of the road. All right, we're clear. I'm not going to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And then you want to experience that. This is your only chance in your life you're going to have to feel what it's like to be inside a tank crushing cars. And he didn't. He passed it up. So what'd you steal it for in the first place? Jerk. Seriously, what do you think you're going to do with that? How do you think that's going to end? <laughs> It's really weird. <laughs> Are you going to be able to hide this? Yeah. 
Are you going to paint it a different color so they don't know it belongs to the uh, to the National Guard? <laughs> I took off the plates and I, uh, I painted it so they'll never find me. <laughs> what do you think you're going to do with that? It's really bizarre. Oh, boy. Then a man came into a grocery store and he was in Florida mm-hmm. threatening the people who were in there. And uh, somebody took him out. Yeah. Check this out. <laughs> Surveillance video so, shows what happens. It's kind of hard to see. Upper left-hand corner. So that's a good guy right there. The guy coming around the corner is like, oh, boy, I'm backing up here. I don't know what's happening. Okay. And this bad guy got a knife. I'm going to grab a can of beans here, and I'm going to beam it at the back of his head. Oh! Boom! <laughs> and he just chucks a can of bush beans at him. And another. And another one. <laughs> Did he cold cock the guy? Uh, yeah, so they, they apprehended the guy. That that didn't help. The, the Wait, can <laughs> he used two cans of baked beans See? to put the the thief out of action. Yeah, you don't need a gun, Pat. You just need to walk around with a can of beans. So he didn't have a knife or a gun. He had a hammer, though. And that's oh. not exactly a fair fight, right? You, you don't you don't want to take on a guy with that with a with a hammer if you don't have a can of beans in your hand. How many times have you said that? Uh, if I've said it once, mm-hmm. you know. You said it how many uh, times? Once. Arm yourself with beans? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But people are getting sick of me saying it, so I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you could say, now you've got something good to say about, you know, uh, healthy food. Yeah. Well, and I, beans. I like Bush's beans. The oh. baked beans are good. They, okay. You know, got 4th of July coming up. Right. and uh, I mean, didn't need you to take it literally. I'm swearing off beans, though, so I probably won't have any, but... Mm-hmm. You know, if this was last year, I would have eaten some beans. Uh, The 25-year-old suspect reportedly attacked three officers before he was arrested. But uh, we think it was a can. The first can was the extra brown sugar baked beans. Okay. The second one was the original flavor. So So which one is uh, more powerful? I think the second. Second, you think so? Yeah, that's the one that put him out. So. It's kind of fun. That was good. I like that stuff. We do have another video. Uh, Mike Rowe talking about the Boy Scouts. Mike Rowe is a guy who I've liked him for a long time because he's, you know, on the Dirty Jobs. Dirty Jobs. Mm-hmm. Discovery Channel? I don't know. For a long time, he was he, that's what he did. And, and it was a fun show, except I, sometimes it was really, really gross. Grotesque. Yes. And then you get to know the guy uh, since he's coming to the studio multiple times and we've interviewed him many times. He's just a good, down-to-earth, Don't you just love solid it American. when celebrities that you meet for the first time... Don't disappoint you. Are, ...are better than you would have anticipated. Yeah, and he was. Yes. Yep. Uh, so he recently uh, appeared on Fox News, and they were uh, talking about all the changes in the Boy Scouts. Here's what he said. When I was in the Scouts in 74 and 75... It wasn't a safe space there in the basement of our church. I mean, you'd go home with a bloody nose sometimes or a black eye. We yeah. had a boxing ring. You know, it was, a, it was a vibrant place where you really could test yourself and fail in a way that on the one hand made you safe enough to attempt, but on the other hand didn't try and check every box and please every single person. That's, it's a, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. tough time. You know, I'm sympathetic for the leaders, but... I'm afraid you've got to draw the line somewhere and be very, very clear about what you stand for as well as against. Yep. Guy's making sense. So why does he hate anybody that's not a male? Yeah. Why? Because clearly, I mean, that's the only thing you can think of. It's amazing what they've done to the Boy Scouts. And they just keep 
they just kept going further and further and further. And uh, Paul Kangor was on uh, Glenn's show this morning. I heard part of the interview. He was talking about how when this assault on the on the Boy Scouts started, and it started right away, mm-hmm. like a hundred years ago, the yeah. communists were trying to end this organization. Yeah, he said 1910 Boy Scouts started. In 1911, there was an article in a Marxist newspaper saying why they should destroy the Boy Scouts. <laughs> why? Because the Boy Scouts were all about traditional American values. And self-reliance. Yep. And Marxists can't stand for that. Right. And the left can't stand that. So forever they tried to pin them down as a dangerous group that was teaching boys how to shoot guns and that, in fact, uh, what they're doing is uh, teaching the kids how to kill their fathers. What? Well, everybody knew that was outrageous and stupid, so it went nowhere. And then they changed their tactics. It went from this is a dangerous group with guns to uh, they're homophobic. If you won't, <clears throat> if you don't allow these adults who are going out on campouts with them to to also include homosexual men, uh, you're just haters. You're homophobes. So after hearing that for a while, they caved in. Say, okay, our leaders, yeah, you, you can be homosexual. Oh, that wasn't enough. Well, okay, what about the homosexual boys who want in? You got to allow homo... Wait, we're talking about 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. What, they shouldn't be having sex of any kind. We don't ask about their sexuality because that's not a thing for the Boy Scouts. I mean, I don't know what they do in their time, their extracurricular time away from the Boy Scouts, but it's not even a thing. Sexual activity of any kind... Well, that wasn't enough. Nope. Okay, so we got to allow homosexual boys in as well. Well, okay, and and I'm sure the Boy Scouts probably thought, okay, now the heat's off. Nope. <laughs> what about transgendered? What about the trans people who want in? Really? Are there a lot of transsexual people that want to be members of the Boy Scouts? Yeah, apparently. Because if you're a girl... But you identify as a boy, obviously, Boy Scouts got to let you in. So they do. Now they do. I mean, you give an inch. Boy, and they took a million miles. They, they, uh, they just kept taking and taking and taking and taking. And then, okay, so we've got gay leaders. We have gay Boy Scouts. We have trans Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. We've got trans Scouts. Okay. Are you happy now? Nope. What about condoms at your uh, jamboree? You got a world jamboree coming up. What, what about uh, distributing condoms on a mandatory basis? Uh, they shouldn't be having sex? Well, they might, so you better provide condoms. And they did. Okay, you happy now? We've got gay leaders, gay kids in the organization, trans kids in the organization and we've provided them with condoms if they want to act on any of their sexual desires Whew. okay what about girls well wait a minute isn't that what the girl scouts are for nope girls should be a part of boy scouts because you do different things is that our fault or is that the fault of the girl scouts for not doing the things that girls want them to do Okay, well, all right, we don't hate girls. We'll let girls in as well. 
<laughs> so they've caved on every issue. Everything. And it just got to the point where I, I think there's other church groups, but, you know, the church I'm a member of, the, the Mormon church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints said, okay, um, sorry, we're, we tried, you know, to be a part of this and we have been pretty integral part of it. 400,000 kids have been encouraged and have become Boy Scouts, but we can't do it anymore. Sorry. Just can't go there with you. And so people are now uh, outraged that some groups, and especially religious groups, have abandoned the Boy Scouts. Well, we didn't leave the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts left us. All they're doing, these groups, like the LDS Church, is doing exactly what Micro said. you got to draw the line somewhere. Got to draw and it. And so if they're yeah. not going to draw it, then you've got to draw it yourself. Exactly right. Let me tell you about another great gift idea. And this is fantastic if you love history and you love this country. Father's Day is a week from Sunday. And this is a great gift idea for the history buff in your life. I discovered this book by Michael S. Law called The Founder's Revolution, and it is fantastic. Let me share, for instance, uh, what you're going to enjoy in Chapter 2 of this fantastic book, The Founder's Revolution, The Forgotten History, and Principles of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Chapter 2 focuses on un unalienable rights and the proper role of government it introduces the ideas of what rights are and how rights are derived and perhaps where they come from describes the truths that are self-evident like the right to life liberty and property or the pursuit of happiness as they were forced into changing it uh it explains the founders views on all men being created equal it provides the ideas of the purpose of government and when the people can change their form of government. You're going to learn so much from this. Your kids are going to benefit from this if you share it with them. Uh, I absolutely love it. It's, a, it's an awesome book. And everything in the book, here's my favorite part, everything in the book is from original sources. So you're not going to be able to hear, well, where'd you get that? That kooky Clint Beck? That, that weirdo Pat Gray? What, but Michael... David Barton? No, we got it from the original sources like the founding fathers themselves. So check this out. Prepare to be shocked at how far we have come and strayed from the founders' principles. Go to your computer right now and type in thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. You can pick it up on Amazon. Uh, the book has five stars. It's a great read. You're going to love this. TheFoundersRevolutionBook.com Pat Gray Unleashed On the Blaze Radio Network Gray returns. Get down, uh, 888-933-93. You know, there's been this big controversy of, where's Melania? Melania's left the country. I think Melania defected to Russia. 
I think Melania works for the KGB now. <laughs> Pretty sure she does. Jeffy told me the Rolling Stone said that, uh, hinted that maybe Trump was beating her. Oh my gosh. I mean, what in the world? Oh my God. You're going to speculate on spousal abuse? It's, uh, with zero evidence of any of that? Zero. Now, does she resist holding his hand in public appearances sometimes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clearly she does. Are they the happiest couple in the world? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. I don't I don't know that though. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Cuz then she lets her hair hang down and she makes him glad that he's a man. But no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-mm. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. If I could quote my 1970s country music. That's good. Thank you. I didn't know you could quote a country I, song. That's probably it. That's, that's it. probably the extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we have, do we have a photo of her uh, making a public appearance well, now? Well, I don't think we have that. We have a tweet that just uh, went out that, that featured Trump. Uh, All right, let's see that. Or something. Because she's finally out and we can dispel some of the rumors. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's breaking 911. Uh-huh. Tweets out, uh, new. President Trump addresses First Lady Melania Trump's return to a public schedule during their visit to FEMA. Thank you, Melania. She's doing great. This is apparently Trump speaking now. She went through a little rough rough patch, uh, but she's doing great. The people of our country love you. The end. Uh, It would be appropriate for him to maybe express his personal feelings for her. Is that too presumptuous of me to add that? Maybe a, I love you, the country loves you, something like that. But no. So now there'll be speculation over that, too, I'm sure. But hey, she's uh, she's alive. And um... and why did she pick a FEMA appearance, of all things? Oh, no. From yep. the people who brought us FEMA camps. You know, because Trump is part of that, mm-hmm. part of the globalists <laughs> that are bringing us FEMA camps. I thought you were going to say she chose a FEMA um, moment uh, or press junket there to uh, to send a coded message. Like, help. <laughs> this is an emergency. I'm, I'm trapped. Help me. By this by this orange man. Can't find <laughs> my way out. Uh, also, this is kind of interesting. UFOs are all of a sudden in the last, what, six months or a year? Yep. They're starting to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there have been so many sightings on tape, on video. And now, can you fake some of that? Probably. But there are experts who look at these things and say, yeah, that's that looks real. That's, that's not faked. It turns out, <clears throat> if you've ever seen the footage of the two fighter pilots yeah. that are going back and forth talking about this object they see... That is at one point forty five thousand feet uh, above the surface, and then in a split second, it's like ten feet above the surface. It's creepy. It's really amazing, and so far as we know, we don't have any technology like that. Maybe we do, but it seems to be otherworldly. And it turns out that that video came from—is it the lead singer? Mm-hmm. Of Blink One Eighty Two, yeah, <laughs> of course. That's I mean, kind of weird. I mean, <clears throat> you act like you're surprised, like those two don't go together. Yeah, they don't seem to. 
Uh, his first record deal payout as a teenage rock star uh, with with that money, he actually bought a computer to research the prospect of intelligent life beyond Earth. So he's been, I guess he's been really interested in this mm-hmm. for a long time. So after he made a fortune with Blink-182, he uh, got really involved with UFO phenomenon. His name is Tom DeLonge. Uh, and he brainstormed a movie about skateboarders who become paranormal detectives. <laughs> he produced websites buzzing with stories about Bigfoot disintegrating mum- mummies. He's really into this kind of stuff. Now he's in his early 40s. And, you know, Blink-182 is not the big deal they once were. Yeah, they are still making music, though, which I was surprised to learn. Just looked that up. So they had a new album really? come out as recently as uh, 2017. Yeah. I wonder how many copies that sold. Oh, but I'm being told it's not with Tom DeLonge. Oh, it's, oh okay. he's not in it? So, yeah, he's busy chasing okay. UFOs. Well, this is much more important, Obviously. finding UFOs for us. Uh-huh. So the one in December about the secret Pentagon UFO program. That was from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grainy military videos showing radar images of unexplained UFOs. The white tic-tac-shaped objects that appear to fly at incredible, impossible angles and speeds. Those are from him. He also helped ring the alarm about those things as part of his new business venture to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. Uh, he's recruited physicists, aerospace experts... <clears throat> and uh, former Department of Defense officials who have been talking publicly now about UFOs, I say it's time to just bring this out in the open and let's <laughs> figure it out. Okay? I mean, we're not we're not so immature and so ridiculous. Well, maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe we can't handle it. If they were to say, yes, there's intelligent life, and yes, they have visited us, would anybody throw off their clothes and run through the streets of the city screaming in a total panic? I don't think so. I mean, uh, maybe they wouldn't throw off their clothes. <laughs> but <laughs> but they would run for the streets screaming? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they can visit us, they're far... They, their technology far surpasses ours. And if they haven't destroyed us yet, there's no reason <laughs> to believe that they would. Right? That's a fair point. So, yeah. <laughs> why not just get this out in the open and let's... Uh, Let's figure it out together. Hmm. All right. We'll be back tomorrow right here, you know, over much of this same place and station and channel. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.